Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Squared Circle. Yeah! This time we're going to pour our Kool-Aid down the throats of a new global audience that's going to learn that it all started here tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. I am today's host. Without Andy, Andy is unfortunately unavailable to be here and join us. Uh, Andy sends his apologies. Uh, we wish Andy well, and we will see him hopefully next week. But no further ado, let me introduce our co-host. It's a pleasure to welcome the founder and CEO of Pro Wrestle Dorset. It's Sam Mellows. Welcome, Sam. Good evening, good evening. How are you? Fantastic. It's been a very long week, uh, and weekend especially, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, I hope anyone who made it over to LA, you had a fantastic time. I know a few friends did, and I hope you all had uh, safe journeys back. I know a lot of people are flying back today, um, so uh be good to catch up with you when you come back. So, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy weekend. Um, but we want to hear from you. Uh, we want your thoughts on WrestleMania, a Monday Night Raw night after Mania with a bit of a shocking conclusion and all things else uh, with the latest news, uh, WWE, some big groundbreaking news there is. Uh, contact us on all of our social medias. If you want to have your very own a little bit of the bubbly, um, then check out our WhatsApp on 077 one two seven five two you can get in contact with us there obviously if you're watching us on youtube leave some comments here uh, on our uh, our channel here on facebook go to facebook.com forward slash the squared circle podcast uh instagram instagram just check for tsc wrestling podcast on there on twitter if you want to watch us on their wrestling TSC, or you can email us old fashioned way, of course, at Squared Circle Podcast 2022 at gmail.com. And if you are not watching us live, uh, you can catch our podcast on Spotify and on Apple Tunes. So, today's show, unfortunately, and it's always sad to start a show on a sad note. Uh, we obviously, some of you may have noticed since yesterday the passing of WWE Hall of Famer uh, Bushwhacker Butch um, Bob Miller uh, our show is dedicated uh, tonight to him in his memory uh, the passing was announced on Facebook by his tag team partner fellow WWE Hall of Famer Bushwhacker Luke who confirmed that Butch passed away late last night in Los Angeles Butch spoke with WrestleBinge whilst in Los Angeles for WrestleMania 39 weekend and revealed that Butch was also in town for a signing, but he had to be hospitalised. Luke added that Butch was hospitalised over an issue with his medication. He said Butch flew into LA from New Zealand on Wednesday and was fine, but became ill on Friday and had to be hospitalised in the ICU. 
It was later said on Luke's Facebook page that Butch had a medical emergency. Luke's daughter, Jackie, took to Luke's Facebook page on Sunday to announce the hospitalisation and to link to and a link to a GoFundMe campaign to help with Butch's medical bills before the passing. They have raised $4,492 at the time through 98 donations as of this writing, but the donations are steadily coming in now. Uh, that the news of Butch's passing has been shared. Former Ring of Honor owner uh, Kerry Silkin and Bobby Fulton have both donated $500 each. Um, what a sad, sad uh, bit of news, Sam, um, to, to start, you know, what should have been a, a brilliant start to a week. Yeah, definitely. Um, my, um, I, I grew up in the 90s. Well, literally love the Bushwhackers, uh, the craziness of them. Um, their Hall of Fame speech, superb. Um, and I just, I, the, the constant, like the back four for the arms, and especially going into the Rumble and then being bashed out and straight carrying on. And it, the, it, the endless amount of times that both of them in the ring, uh, but a, a real sad, sad loss uh, truly is. And it's quite heartbreaking. Um, I, I was going through Instagram at the time looking at stuff, funny enough, about um, the wrestling promotion, and it just came up, and I kind of you get knocked back when you see it. And we've already lost quite a few this year uh, from the squared circle. Going up to the squared circle in the sky, um, I'm sure he'll go and do the uh, Raw after, after Mania um, up in the sky. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. it, it I, I always do with everything. Like for me, wrestling is my childhood and, and they are part of the childhood. So yeah, really, really, really sad way to start the show. But the, we can only go on with talking about mania saying that i know the bushwhackers loved because they mentioned it in their speech at the hall of fame so yeah absolutely i couldn't agree with you more on that i mean obviously um you know they weren't a very successful tag team as the bushwhackers in wwe in the late 80s and early 90s but they were so loved around the world um and uh, i mean who can forget the infamous Raw Rumble elimination of, uh, you know, down to the ring, step through the ropes and then thrown straight over the other side and then just casually just marching, bushwhacker marching all the way out, uh, out, of the, out of the arena again. Uh, but there's some great memories um, with the bushwhacker. So, uh, yeah, I'll, all of us uh, send our, uh, our condolences to the friends and family of, uh, of uh, Bob Miller, uh, bushwhacker Butch. So, without further ado, this is why we're all here mainly. It's time to talk... WrestleMania, uh, with also the prediction results uh, between Andy and I, uh, we will be back after this. Okay, so WrestleMania. Ah, uh, wow. Okay, so. As we, we discussed off air just before we, we came on air, we discussed about this WrestleMania has a lot of mixed reviews from fans, uh, as most do, but for various reasons, some probably a bit harsh, some very harsh, and some which, to be fair, it wasn't a knock on the superstars or their matches, it was more on the actual product itself. Um, but uh, we'll get into those um, uh, in a moment. We, we will start off with the elephant in the room, uh, advertising at WrestleMania this year. What was that? Um, we saw Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio being sponsored by uh, some uh, crunch cereal uh, thing, which has brought out a lot of uh, 
internet memes saying whichever I can't remember off the top of my head what the company was, but it was saying that this family serial sponsoring sponsoring child abuse uh, since 2023, and <laughs> you know, like that, it's just ridiculous. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Because it was a bit overkill, wasn't it? Um, being that, and um, we'll press, we'll talk about um, the other match that was also sponsored um, later on. But for me, both of these matches, I was a bit like, they're brilliant matches. Why are we then seeing the the bright big signs of this? I think yeah, it was like Churio, some sort of, uh, so, yeah. And I was a bit like, why? Like we don't we don't need to see that. I'd understand if it was like sponsored by. Snickers, because that was a main one of the main sponsors, and the other match was sponsored by Two K Two K Twenty Three or Twenty Four. I'd understand that because it, they are the main sponsors. We don't need the matches. I, when I first saw it come up along the the, um, the ring apron, or the, not ring apron, the the barriers, and then obviously we also saw the mascot out thing. I was thinking, oh no, it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus um, La Knight again, and then we're going to get a Cheerio Smash match. That hasn't been advertised. Or the next night, we're going to have the the amazing IC title match. Is then going to turn into Mike's Lemonade match? It was like we don't need this. Like, stop, stop it. Just don't take away from these amazing matches. And especially for me, Dom having one of the best entrances at Mania, and then you get this. It's a bit like mm, you're contradicting yourself for doing it. I don't think it's needed. Um, I don't stand up at the start. It says it on the match graphic. Yeah, but you don't need it on the side of the ring. You don't need some guy in a mascot. We'll get on to another mascot that we do need, we did need. But um, yeah, I, I just, I just personally felt I was like it wasn't needed. It was a bit meh. It was a very meh moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's actually also come out that the person who was in that serial crunch um, uh, mascot was actually NXT superstar uh, Sol Ruka. Uh, she actually posted on her um social media that it was actually her in that costume um no. so, yeah so fair play oh. to, to her well, for uh, being the one accepting to do the job we say that look at um triple h's entrance at wrestlemania 30 you had charlotte alexa bliss and shasta banks absolutely two of them are still in the wwe and one's now the queen of new japan wrestling so um see Got to look at it. Maybe it's a good little uh, kudos to it. Also, other entrances in the past, we've had big names in it. CM Punk and Cena's entrance. and that. So it's paying your dues. It's being willing to go into a costume that's going to look weird and crazy, but you never know what the future may hold. Well, that, that's, that's very true. I mean, this appears to be something that's not clearly not going to go away anytime soon. We found that out um, with the Bray Wyatt LA Knight um match that was sponsored by Mountain Dew. Um that this was gonna Andy and I touched on this in the uh, a previous uh, episode. Um this appears to be something that's gonna continue, which is a shame because I don't mind a bit of advertising before the match starts or uh, and things like that. But to have you know the LED barriers and all that all lit up with all the advertising and things like that just for me personally um is a little bit overkill. Um I do feel that to be fair, I don't know if you, you saw it. Some people may have seen it. Um, WrestleMania Night 1 press conference, the press event after Mania had finished. I actually think even Triple H was kind of having a little bit of a bit of fun when he sort of picked up the Snickers because it was sponsored by Snickers and just, lit, just literally just went, sponsored by Snickers because they're satisfying. And got a, <laughs> got a few laughs 
uh, clearly Triple H, obviously he doesn't make those decisions, but no. I think he was having a bit of fun with it. So this is one of the things I love about Triple H is he's very much, um, he's the employee in WWE that I feel represents us, the fans. Yeah. Um, he's very much like-minded. Um, it's because he's a fan himself. Absolutely. Yeah. You can tell by his creative side of stuff is that he is a fan of the product. He's not just like, oh, I'm the head of creative or stuff like that. He is a fan, and that's that. That pays to us. It pays dividends to us as of things. Unfortunately, other people like to put their moustaches. Sorry, their their foot in their certain places. But uh, but that's the that, that's that's the the joy of it all. And, uh, right. So with that said, we are going to go into the WrestleMania results and uh, cover the predictions between Andy and I as well. Uh, WrestleMania Night One starting off. To some people's surprise, the United States Championship was on the line. Austin Theory defending it against John Cena. Um, I actually think this was one of the weakest matches of Mania this year. I, I didn't think it was all that good. Um, completely unnecessary. Um, some people, again, joking that, you know, Cena done his entrance with some of the Make-A-Wish kids only to see him lose. Uh, when Because the first thing I thought was when you saw him with the kids, I thought... Ah, I think he might go over here um, because I, I didn't think WWE would, you know, bring the kids into the entrance and then have him then lose, you know, because you don't want to disappoint them who are up there with their hero and whatnot. But WWE did it. Um, but it was just really flat. It just was such a a very poor match. Yeah, I've I, I got to agree. It kind of reminded me of the opening match to WrestleMania 31. Like the the kickoff matches and then the first match of WrestleMania 31, um, I remember my, my brother were, my brother and a crew a few of our friends were there and I was watching it from a bar in Bournemouth, and uh, which is in England and um, I honestly sat there and was like, mm, the, the whole crowd's not in there yet, except the problem with this one was all the crowd were in like they you could see there wasn't empty seats like 31 was. Because it, the way they set it up now, they've learned from previous mistakes. And it just, I loved Cena's top, love his new t shirt, the G.I. Joe inspired one. Mm. And he had on the back of it all his different looks. Even now, he has a, one of the last box was him in a suit. Love that. What I didn't love was the fact that I was left feeling exactly the same way. When you see him with the Make Wish kids, I'm thinking, you're either going to break these kids' hearts or you're going to make them the happiest they can be. And ruin it for no offense, but us adult or, or us mm. other fans who regularly watch it. Um, I just felt was it being a bit tainted already. Um, but if I had to score the match, it would probably be a, a solid five out of ten. It was middle, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Um, mm. it wasn't seen as best performance. Um, it was his oh, what's called his bold patch, his best performance. Christ, you could see it every few moments, <laughs> literally don't have such long hair for you yeah but then i will give massive kudos to austin theory for the fact of at points no offense to cena but i felt he was actually carrying that match yeah austin was constantly knowing where the mark was knowing exactly where to be where to do this where to do that he knew where the ref was at every moment of that match so the big kudos to that however i just felt the match was kind of level middle middle ground it didn't set a bar to be like you are that this is the match to be. It was kind of the misses the match to level on and be better than. 
Yeah, I agree. I actually, I, you were a little bit more generous. I actually scored the match a three out of ten. Um, I, I, I genuinely did. And again, it's I, I just felt, you know, I, I referenced because uh, I, I watched, uh, I did a little watch party with some friends, and you know, we um, we obviously the elephant in the room was the ball spot. Uh, it has been for the last few senior appearances, but obviously, apparently, from what the understanding is he can't cut his hair, yeah, shave uh, his hair because of his uh, t- television and movie roles. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm I'm quite surprised uh, that he hasn't tried to take care of that with all the money he's got. <laughs> but fair play to him if he's not bothered by it. All, then, I'm, all I'm gonna say is with that with that trip with that money, you could probably do ten trips to Turkey with that, uh, with, if not more. Um, <laughs> But no, it's because he's got uh, contractual um, duties. He's got at least three films that need it because it's continuity of what his character looks like. Um, if you can have the hair, um, as having a, my, my late father was an actor, he, he learned when you did stuff, it was easier to have the hair than have a wig put on or a, um, a toupee or anything like that. It was much easier to have the actual hair there. And uh, so I understand. Um, but it makes for lovely memes when you see uh, one that said, wow and the o was his hair um wow look cena lost at mania <laughs> it was like a lot and it was like w and w either side of his head so yeah nice little shot but yeah but yeah but it's good to see someone of that stature of that popularity uh, and fame you know of clearly not that bothered to showcase it i think that's really good for anyone who might be self-conscious about well i mean you're you're, you're <laughs> right there because yours is you know yours is as it is i mean yours is surrounded by a nest uh, you know, like is, but anyway, but um, so I went with theory as did um, Andy. So we drew uh, on that one. We both got a point each on that one. Uh, for those who haven't caught up with the, uh, or not up to date, should I say, with the predictions league um, going into uh, NXT and WrestleMania weekend, uh, Andy was on 16 points and I was training behind on 15. So we will see how this goes. So the next match we're going to talk about, um, uh, one again, we're talking about with advertising, Seth freaking Rollins versus the Maverick. Uh, so he's being apparently called now Logan Paul. What did you make of this one? I, I enjoyed this match. This is actually, in fact, uh, uh, over the whole weekend, my fifth favorite match. I've got my top five and it's number five. Um, I, from top to bottom of this match, from the entrances, I loved, 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 loved Logan Paul's entrance, helping lift up in the air. And I wanted him to go all the way to the ring, but I get it. There's... That's exactly what I said, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, emulating Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, I, I respect the AFC weren't going to do certain things because of the history, and I fully respect that. Um, yeah. But what also was nice, the fact of, from what I've seen, is that Logan was constantly asking for it because it being on his birthday, so why not? Um, but for me, also Seth's um, entrance with the whole conductor doing half the arena and then half the arena and then the whole arena singing his tune, which is the new Judas, basically in wrestling. It, it used to be Judas that everyone sung along to. I still do now, but it's now the whoa stuff. And I literally, I, I popped. I'm, I, I unfortunately... I can't stay up because of medical reasons to stay up to watch Manias or any pay-per-views. So I watched them literally the next morning, stay away from spoilers, and I sat there with my dog. And I fully admit, I'm there on my own with my bottle of Prime, with my dog, asleep on my lap, and I just jumped out of my seat and started singing along myself. I fully admit, I'm a 31, soon to be 32-year-old man, jumping out of my seat singing along because I was like, this is amazing. 
Um, and I, yeah, it was, it was a great match. Some of the spots both of them did were amazing. And then the fact of when we talk about advertisement, there was the mascot of Prime the whole match yeah. and turned out to be a YouTube sensation, um, co-founder of Prime, uh, boxer, singer, KSI, um, JJ. And it was just so amazing to see him. Um, a lovely spot afterwards and the the Instagram, the Twitter, the, the, the internet afterwards taking the mickey out of the fact of um, the co-CEOs of um, Prime attacked each other and um, KSI had an elbow brace on and playing that on. But then even KSI after the match, uh, after had an interview with Kathy Kelly and he's, he's hyped up having a match with Bobby Lashley. It's like, yeah, fair play. I love this. Get, like for me, I'm one of these people, and I know that of some some other people in the world, um, like the Cornets and people like that, feel like you shouldn't get these people in. And I do respect what Becky Lynch even said that we don't need these influences in, but it gets what the revenue in. Look at Bad Bunny, and we'll talk about him later on. But these celebrities and people coming in, except the thing with Logan Paul is he loves wrestling. He's not just a fly by night guy. Mm. He's loved wrestling since he was a kid. So this is. His dream come true and he's working you can set tell um at part of the match he does a jump up to the top rope and he's been training and practicing that for ages doing the box jump doing higher and doing higher and doing higher so he did it and it was with ease the one bit of the whole match i cringed at though was when seth hit his hand um hit logan's hand the titanium fist on the steel steps mm. i cringed because be it or not that looked painful and the way logan was selling it for the next few moments was superb but for the, yeah. the win at the end for seth are oh, amazing are oh, so good um, i i personally predicted that logan was going to win it um because i thought why 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 shouldn't he it would be seth is the guy who puts people away because seth is the man sorry sorry to his wife but he is the man so it was really really nice to see actually seth win yeah it, it... It was. I mean, I, I, uh, I'll get the prediction bit out of the way. Both Andy and I scored it as Seth Rollins' victory. Uh, the reason I went with Seth was because I felt he needed a, a win at Mania again. Uh, it felt like it had been a little while, um, especially losing to Cody last year as well. The fact that apart from maybe Sami Zayn and Cody, Seth is probably the next most over superstar in yeah. the company again right now. And that's what I love about Seth. He's been around for a very long time now, but yet he seems to be able to reinvent something about his persona and his gimmick that seems to always kind of get over. I know a little people were a bit frustrated when he did that uh, Messiah gimmick, but um, he's kind of taken the arrogance of that and turned it into something more and better, which is so over with everybody. Um, but I agree with everything you said. Um, you know, the thing about Logan Paul is, I mean, I'm not a fan of Logan Paul uh, in, in what he does. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, we, we differ on that. Um, yeah, no, I have no issues at all with any celebrity or outsider coming in to have matches now and again if they're willing to sacrifice respect the business and work their asses off um and pay their dues to to get that to, to make it happen and i think that's the thing logan paul hasn't really had a poor performance you know you look at crown jewel his match against roman reigns i mean wow you know his performance in that was absolutely phenomenal um, so, you know, fair play to him. Um, but, you know, he's con he, he said his contract is up. 
um, at the moment for now. He's also turned around and said he expects to come back at some point. Um, yeah. He loves working with WWE. Um, where you touched on Bad Bunny again, we will go into Bad Bunny a little bit uh, later on. But Bad Bunny, someone else at Triple H just turned around and said, you know, he re- he lo- he's a lifelong fan who respects the business and he turns up the performance centre sometimes and Bad Bunny's there working his backside off. Yeah. Um, so fair play to them. If they're willing to do to do that, I mean, you know, we're nobody's, but if we were able to pull that off and get the opportunity, we would take it. Of course we would. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I've trained in the past doing stuff. And if my body could still go and I, I was able to still carry on, I, and I had the opportunity to almost have a free pass to go to the performance centre, just I, I, I'd take it literally every day of my life. I'd like, I'd probably be. I'd, I'd be as some people um, like a gym geek. Like I would be that gym geek. I would literally be in there every day. Probably I'd be more in the gym than I would be anywhere else in my life if that was the opportunity. <laughs> but I would say I I say fair play to um, Logan though because like in the match against Roman, in the match against Seth, even in the match against um, Miz, what is he doing? He's chucking himself through a table. That is not an easy spot. That no. is in, like. He does his little prime moment where he stands there, takes his drinks, drinks a bit of it, spits a bit of out, bit of um, Triple H tribute, and then he'll do the jump, or he'll take his mobile phone up and actually fly with it. To do that, some people can't even do a simple jumping from the top rope into the ring, let alone mm. onto a table or off a ladder. Oh, oh, big kudos to him. And he pulls off a really, really good buckshot lariat, doesn't he? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It's a Maverick Lariat, I think it's called. Like, yeah, the Maverick Lariat, obviously. Yeah, I think that used to be his clothing brand, so I think that's why they, they call him the, the Maverick. I don't think it's the... I think it should be the Prime. I think it should be Logan Prime Logan Paul, something like that, don't That would work, that would work. So let's move on to what some people considered was going to be the toilet break match. Um, Brock Lesnar <laughs> versus Omos. Um... There's not really much to say about this match, is it? I mean, it was Brock struggled to, you know, to 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 move Omos about, got beaten down a little bit, then managed to find a way to take him off his feet, and then finally, if I, it was very reminiscent of the Hogan Andre uh, spot from WrestleMania three, wasn't it? He went for the the uh, the body slam, failed the first time, couldn't get him up, um, and then the the second time of asking, he finally delivered. Uh, it was kind of that sort of spot, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, nothing really noteworthy. Again, I still don't see the point of that match full stop. It just it wasn't, know, it wasn't spectacle, really, was it? No, for me, it was that I, I thought of uh, Big John Stud versus Andre for the yeah. bag of money. That's what yeah. it kind of felt like to me. Was Body Slam Challenge. Yeah, the, I can't remember many that was that. But I felt for me was... <sighs> If there was a bigger stipulation, I'd get it. Or if there was something like, like let's say, for instance, it was a no disqualification match, like you guys touched on last week. Mm-hmm. So then the the um, hurt business could come in. I'd get it. But it kind of felt like you're giving Brock a match because he wanted that match. Because the reports yeah. the reports say that Brock asked for that match, and I think it's because he wants to show he's strong. But it. The storytelling wasn't there. You, they could have easily worked up to Brock versus Bobby Ten Thousand or whatever. How many matches oh. they had against each other? It could have been like like Randy Orton and Cena used to be. But I I felt like it, it just wasn't needed. It, like like you were saying about the pre that other match was a only a three out of ten. But for me, this match was a three out of ten. 
I just, it wasn't needed. It, it's for some people it was the loo break. Um, hope for me it wasn't a loo break, but I was sat there going, meh. If I got a, a message on my phone and read read that, I didn't don't bother me. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I again rated it just lower than you. I gave that a two. It was my lowest score out of all of the matches. Um, I, yeah, it, it, it made no sense to have that match for me, uh, in my opinion. Um, but Omos, it, it's also very strange for Omos because, again, he loses to Lesnar at WrestleMania. Then the following night, he's basically on another squash match. Yeah. It, he, it, you needed to bring him out and have him against another big guy. Mm. not have him come out and have him in a... It, it just felt like, I get he's lost, but put at least then if you're going to put him out there again, the following night, you have him as someone, again, I'm, I'm, obviously he's going down a different storyline, but Bronson Reed, or like someone like that, or even have it as the returner. Like, if you, with, um, we'll touch on someone returning on Raw, but it's, you could have had that person come out. It's like... It's like do a new storyline, not do more squash, squash matches because it just wasn't needed. But same as this match at Mania, that was another yeah. point where we could have fitted in another match that we'll, I'm sure we'll press on at some point. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think, I feel with Omos, I mean, he's been in the company, what, two years now? At two years? Just maybe just a little bit over. Yeah, and so I feel that only three, I mean, three years because he was. Um, in the storyline where it was the Viking Raiders versus the Street Profits versus uh, Tozawa and his ninjas, um, he mm. was a giant ninja. Um, so on, and so he was there. So then on the main roster, yeah, it's coming up about, about two and a half he, years. He, yeah, because he basically came up to a team with AJ Styles, didn't he? He became his kind of his body, AJ Styles' yeah. bodyguard, didn't he? Yeah, um, he was the he's the doorman for um, Raw Underground. Yeah. Uh, and then he then became AJ's, like basically diesel <laughs> if, yeah. uh, as, as such and then yeah so then yeah it's, it's... the thing is with him is i wwe need to decide what they're going to do with him longevity wise because we, we you know we, we talk about a lot of people I, I know some people have, have uh said their opinion is he's basically you know the modern day great carly blah 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 and you look at carly carly couldn't move very well yeah. um I, I think there's more athleticism in Omos than any of the big guys that we've seen oh, yeah. way before. Um, I think they need to actually put Omos in a match with someone to really showcase what Omos can do athletically and how well he can move around in the ring. Yeah, okay, he's big and strong. But if they were to tone that down a little bit and just let him move and it really work a match, yeah. I would be really interested to see what they really have on their hands um because they could have you know essentially a diamond there there's no one else like him um you know so i think that's what they need to if, if they're not going to invest in him and then it's just going to be the same thing over over again you know what's going to happen we're going to have the future endeavor thing when the next cuts come and he'll be out of the door but um Anyway, again, uh, Andy and I were tied on that. We both called Brock Lesnar on that one. I know a few people said they actually thought Omos was going to go over, um, but my opinion was there's no way Lesnar was going to lose two main years in a row, especially not a match like that, which was, you know, an insignificant one. So, moving on, we're going to go to the six-woman tag team match. This was Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky versus... Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita, the women's tag team champions. Um, 
disappointed with this match. Um, anyone who knows me, love Lita to bits. Lita's my favourite, always has been. She looked very, very slow and stiff in this match. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Trish was in tremendous shape um, in that match. Um, yeah, but it didn't, it didn't deliver, in, in my opinion, um, that match. I... I, I I did expect, and again, I know some people shared this uh, opinion. I actually did expect that um, either towards the end or just after the match. Uh, I, I actually thought Trish might turn heel. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought with the less matches being on night two, I actually could have seen Trish turning heel and then uh, having Bailey and Trish challenge um, Becky and Lita the following night for the tag team championship, the women's tag team championship. But obviously none of that materialized. Um, so yeah, it didn't deliver uh, for me. It, it, it was really, really, um, um, really, really didn't deliver for me. Um, what, I, what was your thoughts on that? Cause so I'm a massive, massive Dakota Kai fan, massive Bailey fan, massive Becky Lynch fan, Trish and Lita amazing. Um, and, I yeah I, I I can never get her her new name right. Io Sky is it? And it, I always think for, for me with the match there was so much potential for this to be amazing. Yeah, I was left wanting more. Dakota was for me the the star of the match, um, and I might, I might because I'm a bit of a mark for her and have been for years. But I just felt for me the thing with her as well was. Like she constantly, 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 anytime she was in that ring, she was full power. And it wasn't like uh, almost like a kid on sweets, but it was in a way. It, it did feel like she had all the energy in the world. Um, lovely thing about her as well, she actually helped uh, Bianca Bear there with her um, ring attire. So that's a nice, mm -hmm. little, uh, nice little touch. But I think for this match, what it could have been is something amazing. What it turned out to be was something okay. Um, and I agree about um, Trish. Tremendous shape. It was surprising that Lita was the one that wasn't in so much tremendous shape when she's the one who's actually the champion. And it was also lovely, 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 lovely tribute to herself. But Trish's outfit was just a modernization of her one from the last time she was in um, in what's called in Hollywood. So yeah. it was the, it I mean, she defended the women's championship against Lita in that. Yeah, and it was this, this nice little tip of the hat. She she wore a hat, but it was it was lush to see that. And um, a lot a lot of people said online that she should come back out of retirement. She should never have retired when she did against um, Charlotte Flair. She should still be going. Um, I mm. I do agree, but then it, I I we've talked about you guys have talked about it before. Legends are legends called for a reason. They're in Hall of Fame because for a reason. It's kind of like, and we'll, we'll touch on it when we talk about Ray, but it's that kind of thing. Once you're in a Hall of Fame, and it's the same with Edge, I'll talk about later on, it, it, it puts you in a bit of a grey area. Um, Edge, Edge, I can forgive a little bit yeah, because he robbed them a few years. Yeah, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a bit about when we talk about that match, is that I can understand with him. But I just feel at other points, I was a bit like... But mm. then with this match, it it scored a, a 6 out of 10 for me. It was, it was good. It was just above the middle mark. Um, but it didn't get any more because I just felt I wanted more. I was left going, come on, ladies, that you should have been given a bit more time. You should have been given a bit more opportunity, but you didn't take it yourself. So even if you were given the opportunity, I don't think they would have taken it. I think it's also with when you've got 
stars like Dakota Kai and EO Sky. I'm a massive EO Sky fan from her NXT days. Um, I, th- I think she's fantastic. When they're put into like a, a faction or a tag team, essentially, uh, I feel that, that that it robs the singles division of their talent because a lot of people complain about the uh, the women's division gets recycled because it's you know it's the same faces always going for titles and whatnot and things like that. Um, and we both know, especially two people who watched uh, NXT, the black and gold days, um, religiously, and actually thought it was the best product WWE were having. <laughs> um, you know, we've seen both of these compete, and we know how good they are, how exceptional uh, both EO and Dakota really are. Um, so I'm actually hoping that this damage control thing actually comes to an end soon, because I want to see them both get their dues um, you know, going for singles titles, the, the Raw or the SmackDown Women's Championships on those. Um, I actually rated this match four out of ten. Um, I, you know, I, I just felt it just didn't deliver. Um, Becky wasn't on Raw last night. Then we'll get, we'll go to the, through that when we discuss some of the news. Um, but uh, Andy uh, went for Damage Control to win. I went with Becky Lee and Trish to win. So um, yeah, so. Uh, Andy, unfortunately for him, didn't get that one. Uh, I did. Uh, so we're going to now move, stick with the women. We're going to go into the showcase fatal four-way tag match, the women's one, uh, which was Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia Shotzi versus Shayna and Ronda. And at the time, it was t- a team to be announced, but we obviously um, know who the other team ended up being. Um, now... It wasn't a bad match. It was, again, meaningless, uh, essentially. Um, There was no prize for it. There was no stipulation to it. Um, But it was was a a good match. It was was a decent match. Uh, I know it looked like Shayna might have busted her ankle uh, towards the end of the match. Um, So um, we, we don't know the severity of that at the moment uh, and that. Uh, what did you make of it? Because uh, I, I I really, really am falling for Liv Morgan with uh, the year she's had. They've really given her uh, a real push and she's really performing. She's upped her game so much this past year in, in the ring. It's, it's, it's incredible to see. Yeah, and I, um, I've been a fan of her since her NXT days when she came out in, um, what's it called? Almost looking like a baseball uh, cheerleader, mm-hmm. that type of gear, like a proper like, like uh, what's it called a New York G, and uh, she is amazing uh, there, and she's had amazing time. She does great with her ring attire as well. I love it when um, wrestlers really think about it, a bit like Alexa Bliss and that lot. Um, this match, I fully admit, both this match and the men's showcase match, I was going and going, not really that bothered about these matches because I don't understand if they had a stipulation that. Whoever wins it gets like a future tag team title. Um, th- uh, what's it called maybe a backlash. Yeah. yeah, I'd have loved if that. I'd have got it. I would have got it. Mm. I was a bit like I don't need it. But same as the men's men's a bit more. But this match, I was actually I'm really pleasantly surprised. I actually thought it was really good. Um, all four tag teams really really showed their their place. I'm not. I am. A, I'm a fan of uh, Shayna Baszler, but I'm also. Um, a bit concerned about how her and Ronda was being like formed. I felt like I, I personally love Shayna as 
a um, singles competitor mm. and she yeah. deserves to be going for the main title and winning, winning it. Um, I personally yeah. think when, if she has done her ankle and she needs to uh, rest it, I'd have her go away, do recovery, do rehab and then have a return where she goes for that belt. I'd even put it out there. I'm going to put, put my little pence worth in winning the Rumble next year. Oh, oh uh, we got a really early call on that one. Really early call, but okay. storytelling-wise, her versus Ronda at WrestleMania 40. Oh, now that would Especially be interesting. Especially with now, we're with talking about new... it in a bit, yeah. Endeavor. That, like, that's a good point. Very good point. Money. It's pure money. That match will be amazing. There's storyline. You could even get, um, because obviously AEW and that lot, they they they... they Say yes to each other about little things. Have Maria Shreth, um do a little vignette. Do um, Jessica, uh, Jessica Dukes, or uh, her, her full name, um, do her... The, the storyline of it could be amazing leading up to it. Like, you could even have it that she wins a rumble and then Ronda comes out holding that belt going, okay, come on then. And then see the, say the B word that we're not going to say on this family uh, wrestling show. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I, I call it. Shayna Baszler for the Royal Rumble. Okay, okay. I know. I think I'm not sure, but I, I, I'm, people could correct me if I'm if I'm if I am wrong here. Uh, I think Marina Shafir is still AEW. Yeah. Um, although not that she really gets showcased much. You know, Jasmine Duke, her size. Um, you know, she obviously tall, um, slim, uh, MMA background. It just never seemed to quite work for her, did it, in NXT with Shem, actually. It's like she couldn't... I felt like she couldn't um, settle into the rhythm of a, a professional wrestling match. You know, she had to talk, but she didn't know how to how to time everything, you know. Yeah. And that, I think, it just um, unfortunately just didn't work out for her. So, But uh, we heard it here first, uh, peeps. Sam Mellows is calling it really early. Shayna Baszler to win the Royal Rumble, Women's Royal Rumble in 2024, and to go on to challenge Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 40. But can we also appreciate one thing about, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, mark for um, wrestle, uh, wrestlers' like, attires linking to certain things. Their ones were based off of Street Fighter. Yes. So it was the white and the red. And I, I, the, the, I Rio and Ken, yeah, the Rio yeah. and Ken. The Rio and Ken. The Rio and Ken. Loved it. And the, 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 the face paint was even like how on the original games, how the attacks would show off little line. I thought, oh, loving little touches. But then also, you look at all the, all the other teams. They had little tips of the hats to each other. Shane, um, Shotzi had, um, and Natalia had matching helmets, but one had horns and one had kitten ears. And even um, Natalia had a bit of green spray in her hair. Yeah. Um, Liv and Raquel Rodriguez, they had the like the the multicolored like rainfalls on their thing, yeah. and the, the glitter on both Sonia and Chelsea's at the time. Lovely little tip of the hats to each other, and that's that I'm especially in the tag team. You should be matching. You shouldn't be separate. Oh yeah, um, well that's, that's, it's, it's, it's easy for, easy for us to say that. Who grew up watching, you know, <laughs> the tag teams of the eighties and nineties, where that everyone was matching gear. Um, you know, so the bushwhackers, the, the, the bushwhackers, yeah, bushwhackers, demolition, demolition. Oh, the list could go on. We, I, I my my, my personal favourite, which usually gets a bit of a laugh, the fabulous Rougeau brothers. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Still the best entrance theme of all time behind demolition. The, the killer bees. 
Killer Bee, yeah, absolutely. The Lost Conquistadors, <laughs> another one. I mean, we could go on forever with, with those, but those are what the days were like. Those were I, days. I'm a massive tag team, Mark. So watching tag team oh. matches, and I'm pleasantly surprised with these matches. It was amazing. It we did, it was a showcase. I didn't feel like they were neither match was needed. I felt like they were just oh, we want to get more wrestlers who deserve to be on Mania. We don't know quite what match to do it. Yeah, but then yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah, it was entertaining. That that was what it came down to. It 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 didn't end up being dull. It entertained. It did what it needed to deliver on. Um, even though it was disappointing, there was no stipulation to it, like, you know, a, a, a reward for winning the match. Um, I have to say as well, my only disappointment with this match is the fact that we didn't get officially Natalia and Shotzi announced as the tag team name that Natalia came up with, which was on the socials, which was Shots yeah. Through the Heart. I would have loved that. I would have marked out because... Anyone that I've mentioned it to, I've turned around and said, that is the most epic tag team name yeah. um, for them. And that could, they could sell some serious merch uh, oh, with that. Hell yeah, even I would have bought one. You know, that yeah. would have been great. You know, maybe you've had a live appearance from Bon Jovi, like in the background, just really shut through the... <laughs> anyway, uh, Bon Jovi can't speak these days, so maybe, maybe yeah. not. Um, so, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Andy went with Shots Through the Heart, uh, Natalia and Shotzi to win. I went with Shayna and Ronda that won the so match. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I mean, ahead there on, on that one. So now we're going to go into the controversial Hell in a Cell match. Finn Balor, Demon Finn Balor versus the rated R superstar Edge. Um, now, I, I've said this is one of the poorest Hell in a Cell matches. There's been now before everyone jumps on the hate wagon and starts going, you know, giving me a load of heat. Not that I really care about the heat. I love the heat. Um, <laughs> it's it's not in, in any way, shape, or form WWE's fault, and it's not in any way, shape, or form Edge and Finn's fault. Uh, we obviously know if Finn hadn't uh, suffered that early, massive, horrific head injury from the uh, the collision with the ladder, which you go on your socials, but be warned, it's very graphic. It's a very deep and it's yes. a huge huge gash even uh, to the point where social media um, now does right. the whole yeah it does the whole you have to press the button to see photos yes uh, yeah it, it is it you can see skull it's nasty yeah and fair play to finn for carrying on that little bit longer to finish the match but there's no doubt about it that if that hadn't have happened it would have gone on longer because you could tell that, you know, all the filler stuff they were throwing in after that match to cover up that extra time. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I was, it's a shame because I was really enjoying the match um, up to that, that point. Um, and it's a shame that it was brought to an early close on that one. Um, yeah. I mean, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, we'll talk about the entrances in a moment, but what, what were your what were your thoughts on on that? I love the little touches they had, like the purple, red, and blue kendo sticks. We had the uh, tables paint, uh, spray painted purple. The fact of even though he had his head busted open, uh, Finn went to go climb up the turnbuckle to do the coup de gras onto edge onto the table. When actually, I'm not going to do it up the turnbuckle. I'm going to actually go up the thing. Yeah. He scratched scr 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 up it like a rat up a drain pipe. It was amazing. It was like. Dude, like, what are we doing? 
and then amazing to do the coup de bra, but then obviously it then turned into nothing. It's just a breaking of the table. But except for the the damage of it, let's say of the um, of the match of his head that that kind of damaged the match. It, yeah. What else they had was amazing. I love the the Finn being trapped by the kendo sticks and almost not being phased by it, almost like being a like ravenous animal, almost like come on, let me out, let me out, let me out. But it almost like remind him of, of my dog when he sees his dinner and he wants to go towards <laughs> and you're like no stay stay that's what it was like it was like he was literally like please let me out here let me out here but i can't get to you it was it was amazing um but that's thin for you i'm a massive even if the guy loses he's amazing i remember seeing him in england as prince devitt amazing um yeah. and I, I touched on uh i was reading something about the whole with him and his attire and how some people said his paint and that lot, because in England and, and and around the world, he's done different, um, or what they call it, um, tributes to certain things like cosplays. Like he's done the Joker, he's done Punisher, he's done um, oh Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah, he and, did Jack the Ripper at NXT yeah, London. NXT, yeah, well, with really good. And this was this attire was amazing for the entrance, but for the match, it felt like it was just the demon again, and it was it yeah. Was, it, I felt like it needed more, and I, I felt, I felt. Come that's, on, that's give me a bit more. Gripes with the whole demon thing is, it's very much always the same. I like the unpredictability of the. Oh, what's he going to look like this time? Yeah. You know, what designs he going to go with this time? Because if you think about it, I know a lot of people could say, "Oh, it might be a copyright or an image infringement type thing," but at the end of the day, we we've seen over the years, especially at WrestleMania, we've seen Rey Mysterio wear a Joker mask, uh, a Flash mask. You know, we've seen like Captain America, Batman, yeah, uh, Daredevil, Captain America. You know, we've seen him have uh, marks based on uh, masks based on that on those characters. This it's year, kind Ray, of see Finn. You know, it looked like Ray came out dressed as a Slim Jim um, package, <laughs> but we'll touch on that in a bit. <laughs> um, oh dear! But for the match itself, I I scored it a seven out of ten. I thought, even though it was affected, it would have got much higher, and it would have been up there as one of the best um, Hell in the Cell matches. However, because of certain things, it then it got a bit um, tainted, should we say. But um, what we didn't see on camera, obviously very cleverly done off camera, and we saw Ed, we were constantly seeing Edge, and Edge, you could tell he was looking and checking Finn was okay, but staying in mm -hmm. character. But actually, um, reports have come out since that um, Finn had numbing agents and staples put into his head yeah. at ringside if not he wouldn't be able to carry on and the fact I think that, there was a brief moment where a camera from one of the camera shots you could just see him getting the staples put yeah. in yeah. um as well so but it was unfortunate that we didn't get the match to be what it could have been and what yeah. it probably would have been so i'm not going to be harsh on this um because of how, how it went down uh both andy and i went for edge on this we were correct on that one uh i'm not going to go harsh for the content we did get i'm going to give it a six yeah. Um. Uh. I, I. I. No doubt would have given it probably a seven and eight or a nine if it had been able to continue. Um. What What score would you have given that one? Uh. So, yeah. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Um. I probably probably if it had gone the full way it could have been probably an eight eight point five out of, uh, or nine out of ten. Um. But because mm. of how it was tainted a little bit. But big kudos to both of them for carrying on doing of uh, delivering what is amazing and also one other thing it was so beautiful and I, I, I miles called me to see the silver metal uh 
cell come back, not that hideous yes. one. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That one gave me headaches. <laughs> Which is actually quite funny, considering you see the kendo sticks and the uh, and all that lot all being painted red and purple. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I want to touch on Edgy's entrance here um, because I was a little bit kind of confused because it had on the Tron Brood Edge. Yeah. Now, apart from coming up from the fire, there was nothing Brood Edge about it. Uh, everyone expected Gangrel to be a part of the entrance, um, um, maybe even Christian making an appearance yeah. uh, on that. Um, I don't know what happened there because. Um, Gangrel's was, in LA. <laughs> yeah, a Gangrel lot of people said it was happening. Reliable sources said Gangrel is to be a part of Edge's uh, entrance. Um, but I, I liked the the mask and you know the wings and whatnot, and I loved him coming out to Slayer, uh, South of Heaven. Uh, Who at, thought they would uh, have Slayer played at Mania? That's all I'm going to say about that. I know, right? I bet, I bet somewhere there was some some woman in the crowd with her boyfriend. She's wearing a Slayer t-shirt and still have no idea who Slayer yeah. were. And her boyfriend's going, you're going, oh, I love this tune. And she goes, who is it? He goes, well, they're on your shirt. It's, it's like the um, singer. I can't remember which singer it was, but there was a singer and she had a t-shirt that said Metallica. But she goes, I love this I love this top because it says Metallic. No, no, it says Metallica, love. And you're saying you like rock music, but it's, yeah, like, it's one of the things that a girl will be trying to look like a rock chick with Slayer on the top and not knowing. But to hear, <laughs> hear that start playing, well, I I marked out for that. Um, uh, I blame Primark in the UK and Walmart in a, in the states for yeah. selling band T-shirts in and the women's Target. section. And Target, yeah, for selling band T-shirts in the in the women's <laughs> section. Anyway, um, yeah, there's not much else that we can really say about that match. So we will move on to the men's showcase Fatal Four Tag Fatal Four Way Tag Match. Braun Strowman, Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Now, again, this match was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, uh, Street Profits picking up the win. Andy got that one correct. I went with Braun and Ricochet. Um, for me, I give this match. Um, I would give this match a six point five. Um, it was much better than I anticipated it to be. Um, but at the same time, it still felt like a match you would still see on Raw if they'd thrown them all together, but maybe yeah. went on a bit longer. Yeah, no, I can completely agree. Um, there was three different spots in this match that I marked out like a little kid. Um, one was Chad Gable doing the German suplex to uh, Braun Strowman. Mm. The yeah. Braun Strowman doing his train to then be speared by um, Andre Dawkins. Um, and Ricochet doing that amazing um, flip off the off, off the ropes out to the guys outside. Um, also, I like the spot about the where they like piled each other on top of the ring and the Ricochet land on top. But I did feel that turned into a bit of a, a cluster flush. Um, that it it, it could have been done better. But amazing what it was. Match amazing attires. You listeners will you'll get bored of this, but I love attires. The Viking Raiders attires were amazing to how have Sarah Logan or Valhalla, as she's now called, come out to the ring. I she looks phenomenal, doesn't she? As, that as whole attire, all three of them. I had goosebumps on my goosebumps had goosebumps, and it was literally like, oh, I love that. Um, I'm also love that Norse look in the whole Viking stuff. Is that, all, is that shot of? Sarah Logan, aka Valhalla, standing there like this, and you, you can see she's got the contacts in, and she's yeah. she's got where well, she's standing there. She looks phenomenal. Yeah. She looks the part, hands I, down. 
and their ring, ring entrance music sounds so amazing in that arena. The only yeah. thing I wish, if it was later on in the night, I think that would have been a lights out in the whole arena and just a spotlight on them. Yeah. Um, I did feel same with the other showcase match. I felt felt all tag teams should have had a whole entrance, not you get down halfway down the ramp and oh here you go. Oh, and here you go. Absolutely. The other thing I was pleased about this match was we didn't have uh, maximum male models come and get involved because it meant the whole match we had Otis, not Otis. Well, there is that. I One thing I was disappointed with, and this might be a recurring theme as well uh, with, with a, a couple of the matches, um, we know the inevitable Street Profits split is going to happen. Yeah. And because Montez Ford got to showcase his singles ability in the Elimination Chamber, I actually thought Profits might lose and actually take the fall in this match and we would see the split tonight. I actually also, and we'll get more into it when we discuss last night's Raw, when they had their match last night and lost uh, uh, and lost their match, that the split might happen there. Uh, I'm disappointed it didn't. And also, obviously, we know the split of Gable and o Otis is also going to come as well we know that we know triple h is also very um hot, uh, very high on pushing gable as a singles uh, wrestler as well which would be interesting to see how that pans out um when we get to some of the news later uh, that might not happen but we'll see um so yeah so andy got that one correct i didn't uh street profits over in that match um and we're going to go father versus son. Newly uh, newly inducted Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio against his son, Dominic Mysterio. Now, um, I, this was actually one of the matches I was looking most forward to in Mania. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying that about Dominic Mysterio match. To be fair, since he's joined the Judgment Day, it's done in the world of good. It's really um, pushed him further. It's brought out more of what he can do. Um I really enjoyed the match. It had everything you thought it was going to have it delivered on. Yeah, this is my fourth favourite match of the weekend. Um, yeah. For me, I loved it. Dom's entrance was incredible. I loved the whole... I, I love this whole character where he's... Um, what's it called? The whole, like, convict, yet actually only spent... He, was only, he wasn't even went to jail. He just went and sat in that like, little cage thing and had to be taken on bail. Um, but I loved the way they did that. I love seeing him in that mask. Made me think if this match was a face, uh, a mask versus being mask, uh, unmasking versus a uh, being mask match, would have been incredible because he actually suited in that being in a mask. Um, the only things I would slightly change about this match is the advertising thing that we said about the sponsors with having that um, that oh, character out yeah. out there. But also, I would have had it personally. I would have had it as a no disqualification match and have LWO out there with Ray and have um, the the guys of um, Judgment, oh, Day. Judgment Day out there as well. And I've had it on a separate night to Rhea. I almost had Rhea because then Rhea could have been out there. Mammy could have been out there. But loved what they did with the match. Loved the bad bunny getting involved with taking the chain away. I absolutely loved Ray's. Um, helmet or mask, should I say, yeah. slightly helmet, was a tribute to Great Muta. Um, yes. And the same with the one he wore for standing out with the rest of the Hall of Fame guys on the second night um, in his lovely Adidas um, sponsored suit. suit. Um, 
but they were both masked to re um, have respect to the great Muta. Um, loved his attire. Yes, it did look like he was being personally sponsored by Slim Jims um, with the ye a yellow and red. Normally, he's linked to some sort of superhero or something. I felt like, oh, what's he coming out this year? Because it doesn't look... It wasn't right to be um, Iron Man, unless he was the original Iron Man with the old suitcase back in the 90s, uh, 80s, 90s. But I just felt, personally, I was a bit like, hmm. But the match was incredible. The, the I, I follow a guy on Instagram and uh, TikTok where he, he's a massive wrestling fan and he watches it back. And he's even said, if we don't see um, Dominic get hit by um, Rey Mysterio's bout at some point, it'll be not worthwhile. And he's watching it and then suddenly this happens and he loses his mind. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved that little touch. But all the different things they did. Um, I love the fact that they've now brought back the LWO. I'm a massive um, Latino World Order fan. And it, clearly it's not just something like a fly-by-night thing just for Mania. Mm. This is them back. I'm a massive, and I will go on about it in the future, Santos Escobar. Escobar. Oh, we, I will career. relate to you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma. I still, I do think they deserve to have more of a push oh, than yeah. what they have. And hopefully this LWO thing will actually give them that. Because when he was in NXT, absolutely loved them. I love the entrance theme. I think it's completely badass. Um Literally, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I thought it was, it was a very interesting thing that they put Zelina with them and left Electra Lopez on NXT. Um, yeah. You know, but fair play to them. I'm, I am a big fan of theirs. Uh, I want One thing I was meant to mention in the previous match, the, the men's uh, showcase, was uh, a friend of mine, Paul Brooks, who I watched um, Mania with, um, referred, I can't remember the name of the Pokemon, but he said that Otis looked like uh, this Pokemon um, and someone had posted a picture of it and uh, his attire genuinely, and especially yeah. when he's out, his arms are out there like that. Nat um, would nailed it. Um, my, my gripe with the Ray Dom match uh, was the outcome. I actually don't think Ray needed to win that match. I actually thought it probably would have done Dom better in terms of the heat for the storyline as well. If Dom had won, whether it would have been clean or cheated, um, I would have put Dom over. Um, I'd be interested to hear whose decision that was um, to put Ray over. But um, I suppose it helped lead up to what happened on Raw um, the, uh, last night anyway. Uh, but that, that was my only gripe with, with that match. But also, a little fun fact, um, they, they, the thing came out saying who produced each match mm. um, of night one. Um, I haven't seen about night two. It was but... Brian Kendrick, wasn't it? No, it was Jamie Noble. Jamie, Jamie Noble. Noble was the producer, and you could tell at certain points Jamie Noble's amazing mind. Like I, the the thing for me with a, quite a lot of that match as well was how the timing was on certain things. I thought it was mm. really well done. I predicted it was going to be Ray to win, but I did think it would be better for Dom to win. Yes. Um, I felt that it did better for Dom to win than it would do Ray. It was one of those moments, if Ray didn't go into the Hall of Fame, it would have been a Dom win. But then Ray went into the Hall of Fame because of this, no offence, but this match, they could have done it down the line when he actually retired, retired. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad he was in the Hall of Fame. I love Conan's, uh, uh, what's called? Um, his speech. His speech before it, yeah. amazing. Um, and I, a little bit about the LWO. I would love it if they um, WWE signed Conan to be the LWO's um, manager. I would literally oh, laugh. Yeah. It, was all, it was very interesting, though, wasn't it, to hear Ray uh, go over again just how much Conan's done 
for him and his career. A lot of people, I think, over the years, as time goes by, can forget these details. And it's really nice to be reminded just how influential and how important Conan has been to quite a few um, people, especially the Rey Mysterio, uh, for definite. Very uh, at lovely. one point, he was Max Moon. <laughs> we, we're just going to also remember know. that. Oh, Max Moon. Uh, oh, do you remember Max Mini as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max Mini and Max Moon. Oh, I, I, I loved it. Um, the, the, the other thing about this match as well was it didn't let me down. I, no. I, I, I was worried that are they just doing this for the father-son thing? First ever time that the father and son have faced each other, blah, 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 in that way. I felt, felt to myself, no, it's not going to be let down. So, yeah, no, I, I, it was good. So, rating-wise, for you? For me, it got a 7.5 out of 10. It would have been 8 out of 10 if you had um, LWO and the um, Judgment Day out outside the yeah. ring all the time. Because it would have added to it a bit more, but but yeah. no, this can't be choosers. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm with you. Um, I'm I'm giving that a seven. Um, I, I I agree with you totally. Um, it would have maybe have added something more, especially after newly putting the LWO together again. Um, the, this new version, uh, I think it would have given them a lot of uh, a bit of time to appear at Mania for more people to see them and then maybe get involved. Uh, and again, I might have put it up, uh, up another sort of point five or another one point in the score if Dom had gone over because I think it could it, that should have been the outcome was Dom to win. Oh, um, yeah. I think it would have benefited him more. Um, so let's move on to now. This was absolutely without a doubt almost uh, my favourite match of the entire Mania card. Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther defending against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Wow. We, we It had some of the highest expectations to deliver uh, going into Mania, and it delivered and then some. Do you want to know something about this match? Absolutely. Share with everyone. 10 out of 10. This was my match of the weekend out of Stand and deliver, night one and night two. This was the match. The only downfall was the fact we needed Mike's lemonade. But I forget that because yep. that's not fair on the three gentlemen. That match was simply sensational. It's what I wanted more for me. It felt like main event worthy. That could have been the main oh. event of a whole mania. I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Now my hair is standing <laughs> up. And I will watch that match back. If I have a, a friend who I'm trying to get into wrestling, there's not many because quite a lot of my friends are wrestling fans. But if I did, I'd be like, you need to watch this match. WrestleMania night two of uh, WrestleMania 39. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Gunther. Oh, the ring general. He was sensational. I loved his entrance. I, um, Kaiser doing that amazing thing. I, I um, love that. Uh, yeah, I and the it. fact that Giovanni Vici is literally just standing there with that bold, and then but then that really almost like pin sharp beard, and they're stood there in their attire, and then so oh, it has that the, the way Kaiser delivers it, 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 it has that very like I mean, you have to be careful the way you, you say it, it, that very sort of strict, dark tone. To it. it actually sounds like someone who is, you know, like the right man, right hand man of uh, 
almost a um Ranger philosopher or something, you know, something like an evil yeah. figure right out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say someone like a Hitler because he's inappropriate, but yeah. you know, someone of that stature that's right up there, and someone you, who's his like next in command that does the the talking and put him over. It's the way he does it where he's like, ladies and gentlemen, and he's hold he's holding the the mic like so it's a, a really yeah. really aged glass of red wine. Yes, he stood there and he's. Hot, you can see the muscle on his arm being so stagnant because of it's like he's ah, oh, he just gets so it's, it's, you can see the love for it. They are three friends who have come through, or two of them mm. at least, and then putting oh, Fabian Archer, yeah. uh, aka uh, Giovanni Vici, into it. Perfect. Um, it's it's the way he's um, what I love about the, the trio, and obviously, of course, Gunther is I love the fact that it is all about the old-fashioned, the sacredness yeah. of professional wrestling, the sport, the mat, you know, those die-hard, live-and-die-by die rules of uh, the old school, like, you know, the origins of professional wrestling, that well, that keeping that alive. I love that. Well, go go back to the independent days when they were in camp, and mm. he, was, he was Walter, and I can't remember Kaiser's um, original name, but for me, I love his, I love um, um, Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, I know there's a big thing about the, their names and that lot about the history. I, I fully respect it and I very much agree. It's maybe not the great choices and that lot, and Walter was great. But for me, when he's, when, when he's like Ludwig Kaiser's there and he's holding that mic and he says, General. It's you. You almost like you want to hate him instantly, and I hope they. Ne I put, I put this out there. I hope they never make Gunter face. I hope he stays ill the whole. Oh, I, I can't. He is one uh, of those ones. He would work perfectly as being healed to the day he retires. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose if he was to do face, I mean, when he arrived in NXT UK and challenged Pete Dunne, um, the build up to that, there was that you could tell he was heelish, but he yeah. had that respect of. Pete Dunn, I will work alongside you when I need to, but you need to understand that I am your upcoming opponent. And when we yeah. meet, I am taking that title off of you. I am the one that's going to end your streak. I am, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be a, you know, a, 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 a dick about it. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm letting you know with the utmost respect, I feel that I'm the one that's definitely going to end your reign, that I'm going to be better than you. And and that was what I liked. You know, they didn't go full heel uh, with, with him. And then when they had that match, I mean, wow. And, yeah. and that's the thing with, with Gunther is he doesn't have bad matches. No. Look at his match with Ilya Dragunov on NXT UK. Yeah. Match of the year candidate when that happens, you know. He has all the tools to make anyone look good and bring out the best in anyone. And I'm actually seeing as you threw out a Shayna Baszler uh, uh, potential prediction slash spoiler for Mania 40. I can see Gunther main eventing, uh, maybe challenging, if not going in as champion. Uh, Just going to put it out there. I personally would absolutely love it. And not quite the Shayna Baszler thing. Yeah. But I would, storyline wise, I'd love it if it ended up being the. Next year's mania was Roman Reigns versus Gunter. Reign versus Reign. They are both champions still at Mania next year. Mm. And almost title for title. And some point in the year, Gunter gets the United States Championship. And it's almost like if Roman wins, he's got them all. If Gunter wins, he's got them all. 
I'm not saying I'd want that, but no. I see it happening for the cleverness of it, because especially if we're going to talk about Raw later on, yeah, yeah. there's a situation with that. I personally feel if he was in a title match against Roman Reigns, I would literally be sat there every single of that match, literally not knowing who's going to win because they are two heavy hitters. But the thing with Gunter in the same as this match was Sheamus continuously, I was thinking, oh, is he going to get, finally get what he deserves? Is he going to mm. get the, the one title that's eluded him his whole career? He's got every other title, but this one, well, he hasn't got the NXT titles, but he, I'm sure at some point they'll yeah. put him there just to get those things onto his band as well before getting the IC title. You know the IC title will be the final, the final title he'll get. <laughs> and I think for me, it's just the whole match was so well done by all three of these guys. The the claymores, the bro kicks, the white noise, the just everything, and the fact of look at that um, that star splash by um, Gunter. It wasn't wasn't expected. It was like out of nowhere. It was like like an RKO. It was out of nowhere. It, it was it was saving uh, a special big moment like move for a WrestleMania moment. That's that that because we knew it was going to be hard hitting. I mean, yeah. we saw Clash at the Castle between uh, Sheamus and uh, and Gunter. Uh, we yeah. knew it was going to be hard. Yeah, Drew McIntyre to that to the equation, and you know it was going to be all out a brawl. And I, I love the fact that um, Sheamus tweeted uh, a picture. <laughs> of him and Drew laid completely flat out uh, outside the ring, and then he just went. Uh, uh, he just put down there one word: points, points and yeah. then a hashtag banger, and it was yeah. a banger. Um, yeah. I, I, and as I was going to say, I, I I know what you're saying about maybe Gunther versus Roman. I'm not actually overly convinced Roman's going to main event next year, but I've got a feeling we may see Cody versus Gunther for the WWE Championship on the line. Um, I think because, you know, the respect and everything they had, they were the final two in the Rumble this year. Um, you know, Cody spoke very highly of Gunther. Yeah. Um, I, I could see potentially Gunther winning the Royal Rumble next year and um, Cody picking up the title before um, Mania and it ended yeah. up being there. I'm still... I, I'm not going to be one of these that are dead set. It's definitely going to happen when others are going to say, get over it, it's not going to happen. I'm still not completely ruled out that Roman and The Rock are going to happen. Non-title match. Oh, yeah. But, you know, because yeah. The Rock still is teased by saying, oh, maybe I'll see you in person down the road. You know, he's teasing still. Uh, it was just this year that Triple H said, he's not going to be ready. So it's no. not going to happen. No, no, no. He's got, he's got too many things. He's filming, he's filming like two films back to back at the moment. Like, the guy's constantly, he, and if he's not doing that, he's on press tours. He, the guy is non-stop. He, he's, he's just, he's just like some of his other co-stars that are constantly non-stop at the moment. Like Cena was only able to do it because of being in Tinseltown. Mm. Um, other things he's filming, he had time to um, train and get himself ring ready again. But the thing is, my only, when you touch on about um, Roman versus Rock, it can only happen if it's not for a title. If it's for a title, I personally feel you can't have it. It's not fair because you automatically know Roman's going to win. And if it's not, it's a bit of a rubbish move because why are we having a guy who we know is going to be gone in a week's time because he's going back to filming? He's not full-time wrestler anymore. He is a legend. In my view, I would have it, have that one last match and then put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I could, I, yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I could see that. Um, I think one person who is uh, dead certain to go to the Hall of Fame next year is going to be Paul Heyman. It's in Philadelphia, home of ECW. 
if it's if it doesn't, it's a criminal act. <laughs> and that's not, that, that, anyway, that's not, that would be perfect. And that's place. not a prediction. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so uh, both Andy and I went for Gunther on that one. So right. we, we both got that. Um, on that one. So now we're going into the undisputed tag team championship. The Usos, the ones versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, the main event of night one. And again, delivered storytelling. The, the, it, it, it was brilliant. This was my second favorite match of the weekend next to the match. We just spoke about the triple threat in the continental championship match. This was my second favourite match of the uh, the weekend. Yeah, um, this was, this actually wasn't in my top five, but it was amazing. I don't, okay. don't get me wrong. I, I loved it. Um, it gets a seven out of ten. It was a really, 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 really good match. I loved the different spots. Um, the fact that no one's ever kicked out of the 1D, um, which still makes me laugh because when, when someone says 1D, I automatically think of One Direction. So it was really fun. <laughs> But that's because it, that, that's how they're advertised everywhere. You saw it over every shop or over every kid's jumpers or stuff like that. It was one day I was like, no. I think, I think I'm going to have to get Andy to edit this before it goes up on Spotify <laughs> and iTunes to, to bleep out the One Direction thing. There's no swearing allowed. <laughs> 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 no, no, we, ha we have a code here. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't say One Direction. That's, that's for certain. And we don't say premium live event either. It's pay-per-view. It will yeah. always be pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I agree. It, for me... I gave it but not so much for the actual match itself, like in terms of uh, how good the match was, but it was, uh, the, you know, the storytelling was odd. It had everything it needed to have. Yeah. It delivered exactly the way it should, it should have. It had the correct result. This I gave this one a nine because it because it, it, it had everything it needed to have. It was the perfect match for what it should have been uh, for me. Um, again, I don't know if I gave my score on the triple threat match. I also gave that a 10 out of 10. Um, but this year for me was a solid nine. Um, the only, the only thing you've got to think of is how long are they going to carry these titles for? Because I, it's, they're not a team that are going to have longevity behind them in terms of a tag team run, are they? Let, let's face so, it. The, the, how I view it is, you either have them as a tag team and they have a long run as a tag team um, using their history and stuff like that, or you have it the inevitable of heel turn. But I wouldn't have it, I'd have it Sami Zayn being the one who heel turns because it's almost like, well, actually, I'd never need you. I just wanted to have you help me take down um, mm. the Usos. I don't want it to be Kevin Owens because then it's predictable. Because you've you've seen him now come good again. I feel that, or just for some reason they they lose it. Um, and when they lose it, they they're almost like, "Good to meet you. Good to meet you." Shakes a hand, sort of thing. That's that's now done. We're going to go off to singles career again. But yeah, also, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it was it was really good and it needed. It was the payoff. It was needed. For them to win and it carries on the storyline for the fact that the usos have now lost and all oh, what's going to happen yeah. about the bloodline and we'll talk about that when we get to raw yeah i, I just felt like mm, i wasn't for storyline wise i'm like amazing payoff right now but what happens next mm, yeah i mean well that's going to be a lot of it with with also the roman cody situation as well um but i think as well it kind of they, they kind of remind me of the two dudes with attitude um um, yeah. problem um, 
if anyone uh, uh, you got the WWE Network and I haven't seen it yet, go on to the uh, Untold documentary series, uh, The Two Dudes with Attitude, about Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Brilliant uh, documentary where um, they put the tag titles on them and they were discussing how difficult it was because you had WWE champion and you had the Intercontinental champion, essentially, and then they were tag team champion. And it was like you got two, so two of the biggest stars, two of the solid main eventers here, and they're tag team champions like... Where do you go with 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 that with with that? Or oh, the the the, um, the power strip, um, yeah, two, power two trip. man power strip. It's another. Well, that came to an end because of Triple H's injury, didn't it? Yeah, but what would happen if it was an injury? Like, it's that fact of sometimes it's great to put these people together, but you want them in a rivalry. Like you, you've, yeah, some fans may who, who may not be aware, but it back in the Ring of Honor days, you have Kevin Steen versus El Generico. Yeah. Some simple. And straightforward, greatest matches in indie wrestling history. The, 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 what they do with a ladder is no, nobody's business. That is, it's incredible. Like, so it kind of leaves thinking, where are we going next with them? Um, yeah. Raw, they came out, fan favourites. Everyone's singing Zane's um, entrance. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's WrestleZania and um, KOMania. I love yeah. those things. But it's very much... Oh, it's for the moment, and yes, it's helping with the bloodline crumbling. They're in shambles, tumbling. It's the, there's that yeah. saying like the, the bloodline aren't in shambles. They are, um, and it's a bit of the carrying on the storyline. So it's really good. Like, I, but I just felt it, it for me that it wasn't a top five match. It was very good. Probably maybe number six or joint number six with a match I'm going to talk about if we talk about um, the NXT pay per view. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's yeah, that's my view. <laughs> Okay, cool. Right, so we're going on to the Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Now, again, I, and I'm going to make this perfectly clear, I, I'm not dumping on the match, uh, just just the result. Uh, I enjoyed this match. Um, I, I gave this match a, a 7.5. My issue only was the result. Um, Bianca Belair retaining over Asuka. Uh, I just also should point out both um, Andy and I went for Owens and Zane to win. So we, we were tied on that one. Um, uh, me and Andy both went for Oscar to win. We thought it was a dead cert. Uh, Bianca's run has become a little bit stale uh, over the last, you know, sort of four months or so, three, three, three and a bit months. She's um, becoming the stalest. She's because, yeah, some people have actually um, been, again, the memes and whatnot. Uh, they're, they're going full Cena. Um, jokes with this with uh you remember the old uh hashtag Cena wins lol uh we've got we're now getting uh bianca wins lol um and they're, they're, you know, they're yeah, also making a big thing that she said that she wants she's she's the new streak no 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 just no. hold your game love and no i, I don't get the hype I, i've never have and I've, I've talked about this previously on previous podcasts i don't get the bianca bella hype personally <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, she's she's brilliant, like athletic wise. I mean, I really enjoyed her in NXT. I thought, you know, you could tell she was going to be a, a star. Um, she was absolutely fantastic. Um, but for me, there comes a point where I think people start losing interest in you as a champion. Uh, and I think that people have, the, you know, it's not necessarily anything you've done. It might be the way the company of Butcher or uh, and things like that, you know. Um, and I feel. As someone like yourself, who's a big Oscar fan, um, 
you know, from the moment she main evented with Charlotte Flair and she lost her first match in WWE, essentially, uh, to Charlotte Flair, you know, yeah, she's had some title wins here and there, but there's been nothing significant, nothing that's really stood out. They've always seemed to make Oscar seem a little bit more vulnerable and weaker than, you know, she was always billed out to be. You know, she was oh, always yeah. billed. Um, and with this whole new, uh, almost kind of like gimmick, you know, Stark and things like that, I, I thought, yeah, this is her moment now to to take the title and, and, and take the ball and run with it. And I feel they've done her dirty again. I feel yeah. that they've, you know, and I just, I don't know who's going to take the title from uh, Bianca Belair. We'll, we'll discuss a little bit because there might be some signs on that with, regarding, yeah. uh, regarding that on Raw. But again, but for me, it was an enjoyable match. It was just the result that let it down for me. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Oscar, or Oscar even put a tweet out saying, I might as well go back to Japan, dot, dot, dot. But I bet a lot of you guys, my friends, will miss me when I leave WWE, question mark. Mm. Now, I'm, I need to power you your anger. Let's bring chaos to the boring women's division with me. And then the, uh, the poo emoji. Let's bring the chaos to the women's division. Let's bring chaos to the WWE. W-E. I feel now this loss is going to make her go full, Kana. She is going oh, to come out and oh, so. She will come out and she'll, she'll do an awesome con in TNA to the women's division in things. She'll start destroying yes. everyone. She'll beat up everyone. She won't care. Feel, uh, heal or face. She won't care. She will destroy. Um, so for me, I think it would be so well to do it that way. Um, that she takes this loss. We don't see her for maybe like a week, two weeks, and then comes back like lights out and then lights come up and she's yeah. blue misted everyone in the ring and or stuff like that. Um, there was a moment in the ring uh, where there was the whole blue uh, shoot in the mist and then Bianca missing it. That's one thing I do say. I'm not, I don't see the hype behind Bianca. I, I never have. I don't know if I will. Um, I have to have other points to felt, okay, she's doing good, but. The one thing I will say is look at how her past, she comes not from a wrestling background. She used to be like an athlete on the track and field. And she taught, she was one of those ones that have come into the performance center, being taught how to wrestle and look at her now. She can wrestle. I just don't see the hype of her character, the, the way she is. I don't think she's the greatest on the mic. She's not the bestest. She's not the, all these SCs that I feel at the moment. She's becoming a bit stale-ist. Yeah. It's just, but that's my personal view. This match got a six out of ten. It wasn't. Yeah, I, bad. yeah, I, I gave it a seven. Um, I, I might have given it more if if the result had gone how I felt felt it should. Uh, but yeah, but me and Andy both got tired on that. Now we'll move on to um, a match that didn't happen. Bobby Lashley didn't get his mania match, and he's not happy about it. Um, I so. Don't no, I, I don't either. He, of course, won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on, on Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, he did come out and pose with it, um, but we didn't get a match, um, even though he had previously stated he would be competing. So um, that's that's not good. So let's move on to uh, our final two matches, the two main events, uh, starting with the Smackdown Women's Championship match, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. And uh, this was a really good match. Um, I actually... I. I it was lovely. I know some people criticise Charlotte for sit, for smiling and applauding when sitting down on the mat 
outside the ring uh, as Rhea was lifting the championship. People saying, oh, kayfabe and all this, you know, it was a kayfabe issue. People saying, oh, you know, that shouldn't have been the case. She went on to Twitter to turn around and say that she was proud of Rhea yeah. and yeah. congratulated her. There's nothing wrong with a bit of, and you she know. And she was a face going into Absolutely. Absolutely. If we're going to be straightforward, uh, smarks to the wrestling business, Rhea was the hill. Charlotte was a face. Yes, she was a bit of an egotistical face, but face. She is proud of seeing this woman progress from being the girl who never got booked to mm. work her rear end off in the Indies in Australia to now being the SmackDown Women's Champion. This match got joint second of the weekend alongside the next match we'll talk about. Yeah, This match was sensational. This got a 9 out of 10. From a, the, a lot of people to the end, amazing. A lot of people as well seem to forget the history between the two. Yeah. Um, as you you touched on some of it there, you know the way she's kept an eye on Rhea as she's developed, etc. You know she's she's given her advice. She's you know been there. Obviously, we know they had their WrestleMania match when Rhea defended the NXT Championship against uh, mm -hmm. Charlotte because Charlotte wanted that match specifically because yeah. she wanted to wrestle Rhea and. Um, and it was a very, very, very good match, uh, which Charlotte, you know, won. And now, a few years later, here we are uh, in front of all these people at Sci-Fi Stadium, because obviously, unfortunately, it was an empty arena last time they, they, yeah. they wrestled. Um, they got to put on a, a brilliant match. And Rhea goes over. And let's face it as well, you know, Rhea is so over. She's yeah. the most over female superstar in WWE right now. And Agreed. I think that was only one way. Um, and you know, a fair play to Charlotte. I, 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 I loved it. I thought I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, and then uh, going back to the old uh, boring fans, but the attire, the, the fact attire. that Rhea came out with a um, a black cloak, uh, black cloth over her head on the way to the ring. Her other half, Buddy Murphy, who's on um, good old AEW, he wore that to his entrance when he won the trio's um, title. He did. He wore it down to the ring. What a beautiful little sentiment that was, the fact that yeah. like, she um, did that. And then also apparently um, part, of, um, part of the entrance for Charlotte, she looked at the camera and said something and it was uh, like almost like a private message towards Andrade, almost like to her hubby saying, I love, it wasn't I love you, but it was some sort of like, yeah. saying and then it, what he knew what it meant and I, I think those little things like I, I I personally put it out there bring Buddy Murphy back to WWE I'd love to see him back in WWE bring Andrade back look at them oh. doing a mix max mix max uh, mix tag mix team match, match. Yeah. match that would be pure money that would be a 10 out of 10 and that could be a main oh, match and it uh, wouldn't absolutely. be like a, a Nikki Bella and John Cena versus Miz and Maurice or uh, Miz and Maurice versus um, Edge and Beth Phoenix. It would actually be top tier, 10 out of 10. Dave Meltzer giving it 16 out of 16 stars max. Like, it would be that because all four all four performers would be incredible in the ring. Um, but yeah, this match um, got joint second with the main event. Um, incredible. Simply incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I gave this match uh, an eight point five. Um, I, I, I thought it was an outstanding match. And, and touching on the partners and everything, that was one of the the things I love to see as well when the photographs come out 
um, the official photos um, of all that backstage and everything, when you saw uh, Malachi Black with um, Zelina on the red carpet for the Hall of Fame, yes. when you saw Andrade and Charlotte together backstage, and uh, and he had said something really nice about how much he, how proud he is of her on there, and then you saw Buddy Murphy and Rhea. Um, the, I think oh. it was the night before, the night after, and Buddy was saying how proud he was. Cool. Um, uh, what she's done, and Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green as yeah. well. And, um, you know, of, I, love that. I love the fact that even at one point in the Hall of Fame, they pan to the wrestlers who are on the stage, and you can see Buddy Murphy. They're not even trying to turn the cameras; so they can't see him. You can see it, Buddy Murphy, right there. And it's to the point where I miss the good old days of how they used to do the Hall of Fame when they used to actually yeah. have it on a full-on stage, and they would sat down below, yes. and you saw the other halves. And I felt it's, it's that thing. I, I can't wait for that day that we don't have to hide behind this and we actually see other wrestlers in things mm-hmm. when it comes to these things. So if we interview, let's say, um, uh, Rhea Ripley, she's got Buddy Murphy there. Yeah, he wrestles for another company. It doesn't matter. He's there as her partner and to yeah. support her, and he's not there as a wrestler, you know. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, this is one of the things that I wish. Uh, these companies would stop treating us like we're stupid. In the days, in the age where we're in with social media, where all their private lives are splashed all over the place, we know who their partners are. We know who they're engaged yeah. to. We know who they're married to. We know who they're having babies with and, and, and who they're dating. Yeah. You know, it's no secret. Why try to hide it? You know, um, you'll get people tuning in and wanting to watch these things because they'll be like, oh, I wonder if we're going to hear from so and so that left the company two years ago that's wrestling yeah. in AEW. You know, I'd like to hear from them and. Uh, and, and see them on, on television again. Um, but yeah, no, it was absolutely brilliant. It's going to take something special to beat Rhea. That's good. Uh, again, we'll, again, we'll go into that with Raw. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do a, like a wrap up with Raw uh, in, in a little while. Um, but the main event, um, a year in the making almost, Cody Rhodes, first main event, uh, a WrestleMania main event in his career against the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Approaching a thousand days as champion, which is incredible in this day and age. Um, yeah, just same as the Rhea uh, and Charlotte match, which Andy and I both went with Rhea. We both went Cody Rhodes, and boy, did we get it wrong. I just didn't see the swerve. I mean, I'm always an advocate for swerves. I like a nice surprise. Um, my gripe with it, again, was Romans won a match with help. It wasn't a clean win. Solo Sokoa with the Samoan spike. Um, Yeah, that was the only downside because it gets them so frustrating because if you... They're trying to build Roman Reigns as the potentially the greatest of all time. They're trying to... And all this lot. But when you look at the amount of victories he's had on this run, which have been because he's had help um, from members of the bloodline, um, it for me, it taints it a bit. Because it's yeah. kind of you're only champion because you've only been champion this long because of this, this, and this. You know these people. Um, WrestleMania, I would have loved it if he was going to go over, put it over Cody. He should have gone over clean. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's the thing. I, I this is my joint second um, favorite match alongside the um, SmackDown Women's Title match. Um, it's a tire again. I loved the wings on the back, the eagle, the golden eagle's wings the on the back. Yeah. Oh, and then gorgeous, wasn't it? But then you then go to Roman Reigns with the probably one of the longest entrances in WrestleMania history. Like, I've got to a point where I said, is this mat? Is this entrance going to be longer than the matches? Um, I personally was left in shock 
I especially stayed away from spoilers. When I finally got to watch it, I my jaw was hanging down um, quite low in shock. I was like, "What?" I thought, "Did, mm. did that just happen?" I do think it worked with the interferences, how it was done, but it did taint it because I feel like Roman, if you're going to win, win clean. However, yeah. I do like the fact that it, it, the only way they had the interference situation was to have Sami Zayn and Cohen Owens get out, come out yes. as well. You yeah. couldn't have it just that Solo Sokoa got involved because then it's just almost like we already have that. So, yeah, no, this, this, this gets a 9 out of 10 um, joint, uh, joint score with um, Rhea and Charlotte. Joint second favourite match of the weekend. Oh, it's incredible. Um, I, I again, I, I've put it on par. I matched it with, uh, I've given it a 9.5. Um, for me, uh, I mean, I know I, I keep bringing it up who was at Mania last year, yeah. Um, I, I, I tore the main event to shreds last year with Roman Brock. It, I, I thought it was awful. The people that were around me in, in uh, yeah. uh, the AT&T stadium all agreed it was uh, people just weren't interested. It was just a power move fest. That's all it was. We're finishing, 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 and all that. Like, this felt like a proper main event match for the title. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was what you'd expect it to be. The near falls, but uh, you had the, yeah, the interference, but you had the near falls. Uh, both men giving absolutely everything uh, in this match. Um, and it, it, this is how main events should be. This is why I don't want to see any more Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in the main event or Brock Lesnar versus whoever in the main event because they, they don't feel like proper main event matches. Yeah, you agree. Know, this, this match, I gave the main event last year uh, a three out of ten. Um, yeah. And I've given this a 9.5. Uh, you know, when I watch a main event, it reminds me of the days of you know Hogan Warrior. It, it meant something. They're, 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 when when the guys were in the ring, you there was an atmosphere. You had this goosebumps of you know I'm watching something special. Uh, and some people may agree and think oh it was all right or, or whatnot. I just think it had everything. The only thing was I didn't like the way the ending come. Yeah. It's not the result. It's the way the the result came about. That was the only gripe with it. Um, but yeah, fair play to them. Um, you know, it just uh, yeah, they absolutely delivered for me. Um, but yeah, Roman approaching those one thousand days now, and it's looking uh, it's looking good. Um, so before we touch on standing, uh, that we've got newsline coming up before we do stand and deliver. Um, just want to. Uh, touch on something which uh, a lot of people on social media may have been aware about that something that happened at wrestlecon uh over in um la uh this past weekend uh progress uh, and impact uh star giselle shaw was subject to um comments made by wwe hall of famer rick steiner um rick steiner made you know i'm, I'm not going to repeat what he said but made homophobic and uh transphobia Gender, etc., um, things like which was witnessed uh, by others, and Giselle, you know, a fair play to her, made it public, and she said, "Don't want to have to do this, but I had to do it." Uh, WrestleCon and Rick Steiner from the rest of the signing event. Um, he was actually at Hall of Fame later on that evening, um, but uh, yeah, it's. I know there's generational differences and that, but. I mean, to do it in a public setting where there's fans around. Yeah. He's banned for life. 
Yeah, it's Wrestling Connor's banned him for life. Uh, Impact and someone who was a fan of the Steiners, yes, yes same. as well. I mean, for me, it, no, I'm, I'm so Impact I'm Wrestling put out on their Instagram. Uh, Impact Wrestling stands in full support of Giselle Shaw and the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ plus community. We are standing by the incident Friday afternoon at WrestleCon in Los Angeles and hope everyone can learn and be better from it. Thank you to the millions worldwide who have read Giselle's statement and showed full support for her. Particular thanks to the organising staff at WrestleCon, as well as the Impact roster and crew who are all handled an ugly situation with the utmost professionalism. It is yeah. disgusting that in this day and age we're having that, and especially by someone who's, deserved, who, who's, who's viewed as a legend, who's got yeah. a Hall of Fame last year. He, for his career, he deserves that Hall of Fame space. For his behaviour, no. Strip him of the ring. Like, I'm sorry, but... And especially, think... think keep those thoughts in your head if you, you actually believe and feel those ways. But also think the facts. Your son is in the main event of his promotions, uh, if you think about it, the NXT being its own separate brand. That, that's not fair on him either. But it's all this thing is... But uh, above all else, it's not fair on Giselle. She has had... A very hard year coming out as trans, being the way she's gone, and she is future world champion. She deserves it. She's incredible. I remember seeing oh, yeah. her years back in the Indies in England. She was a Red Pro Progress. So many others, incredible. Simply holds presence in that ring so well, and she doesn't deserve to go through that. No, no one does. No, um, you're absolutely so correct. I think also what I think hurts, and and for me as a especially a fan of legends um, who who were my heroes growing up um, from back from back in the day, to be around and then not speak up and actually say, "Well, Rick, you you're out of line here." To to sit there and say nothing that is that's a shame. To yeah. feel that they can't because they're one of the boys, they they can't speak yeah. up. You know, when you have you know you have a group of friends. And they could be your best friends for life. If one of them says something that's inappropriate or whatnot, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Look, with all due respect, mate, that's you. You can't. Yeah. That, that's 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 wrong." And then just turn around and say, you know, to like Giselle, I'm, I'm really sorry you you went through that and you heard that. You know, um, it's a bit old fashioned. There's no excuse for it, and that, and we'll have a chat with him. Well, it goes you know. it goes back to the the, the, um, the speaking up campaign in 2020. Yeah. It's the boys' club. And it's it's so sad to see still now that there like there was literally witnesses of people saying that uh, oh of like the impact roster and also some some other people at the WrestleCon saw mm. that these other legends just turned turned away and almost like weren't like didn't want to look. It was like someone falling over and they're like oh I'm not I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna help out I'm not gonna help out when you should be yeah. over doing first aid. But uh, I I can say from uh, the Pro Wrestle Dorset family we um, support the LGBT. LGBTQ plus community, um, and we do not, do not con like uh, we do, we are shocked by the behaviour of a, of a so called legend. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I think as well because uh, I mean it was uh, really nice to uh, I met Giselle um, over in Dallas last year. She was over there with part of the uh, the wrestling company who are now known as Wrestle Tours. Uh, she made an appearance there with uh, Jordan Grace, uh, Jonathan Gresham, um, and got to speak to her. 
um, and you know what a fantastic woman to have a conversation with to mm. listen to uh, the things that she's been doing with her career uh, and and all that just all around a joy to be around um, absolute joy and a pleasure to be around um, and she was very very polite because we uh, a lot of us there we you know we want to take a selfie but because of her contractual obligations she couldn't pose for photos but she was so polite about it she said well, I'd love to but I, I, I genuinely can't. Yeah that was fine you know we still got to have some of her time um uh, to listen to her and to interact with her and uh, and as i said what a pleasure she she is to uh, to be around so um you know i speak for myself and i'm sure uh, do everyone else here definitely here at squared circle wrestling podcast we're in full support of giselle shaw uh, and anyone else in the lgbtq plus community in the wrestling business um you know we we support you and we hope that uh, you know, you don't have to have experiences like this uh, in, in your careers because it's un, unwarranted. Um, right, so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back with TSC Newsline. So we'll catch you in a second. Right, it's now time for uh, TSC Newsline, and uh, obviously we're going to address the biggest breaking news uh, shortly. Um, but one I want to bring up as well is um, there are concerns about Bailey's uh, status with WWE. Um, apparently, uh, as it's come out, um, Vince McMahon, as it's been come out today, is apparently back in control of creative, and this was uh, noticed uh, with Raw. Uh, some people that were in the production area noticed that there were uh, no less than three running sheets that were given to the production team uh, during Raw last night. Um, uh, Bailey did say um, she tweeted later on after Damage Control's loss at WrestleMania. She put on social media, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. Uh, for those who did tune into Raw last night, would notice Damage Control, uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky uh, appeared and competed in a in a match. Bailey was nowhere to be seen. Uh, apparently, Vince's return to creative now he's an employee, and we'll go into why shortly. Um, it soured a lot of uh, the morale um, backstage uh, at WWE. Um, quite a few people not happy. Um, that, um, as I call him, dashing Vince McMahon because he's got the dashing Cody Rhodes uh, moustache going on there. Looks ridiculous. I'm sorry, Vince. But, you know, um, yeah, this is not good. No, it's to see that tweet go out and stuff like that, it's sad because look at how the trajectory of what's been happening since SummerSlam last year amazing 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 bringing in so many of these um memes came up of the the triple h um infinity gauntlet getting all these people back and stuff like that and then for vince to come back and it's i don't we'll we'll talk more about it in a minute but i just felt a bit like really like i don't personally think this is that vince is going to be back in control in any kind of control uh, for very long i think with now that endeavor and this is going to lead into uh, the next news story endeavor now owning the company and merging them with ufc 
Um, I, I think that if any of the ratings and viewerships and whatnot start dropping again, um, because Vince is up to his old uh, tri tricks again, there's going to be a clear comparison. And I don't think that they're going to stand for um, the product that they've just acquired to suffer. Um, oh, no. And it starts being a problem. Now Vince has people to answer to, um, you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. The only sad thing as well about this story in some way, and, and obviously it's had to happen, was we've always known WWE to be a family-owned yeah. company. Uh, I remember, I think it was at the end of WrestleMania, might be WrestleMania 20, there was that little video of um, Vince and Shane and Shane holding his newborn child. And they said about keeping it in the family and, you know, yeah. and, all, and, all that. and now you go in that that's, that's not happened, but it's a shame that as Vince, Vince has got older, he's kind of become a bit more of a bad boy than, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's like he's just... overcompensating for however many years he still has left on the planet. Yeah. I just can't believe. Clearly, he has a bit of. Uh, clearly, there appears to be some sort of dissension with, in his relationship with Stephanie, because um, she she walked completely away in the end um, yeah. as well. Um, so it does make you wonder um, exactly what is going to happen. But we'll go through the the, the, the main headline for it. Uh, so as we said, WWE has now been sold. So all the speculation is now over. Um, Group Endeavour has officially announced that they have signed an agreement to form a new publicly listed company consisting of both WWE and UFC. After the deal is closed, Endeavour will hold a 51% controlling interest in the company and existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% interest. In the press release that was released uh, yesterday, uh, it said together UFC and WWE will have global reach, impressive scale and uh, omni-channel distri distribution on a combined 2022 uh, fiscal year and basis uh, year end basis UFC and WWE achieved revenue of 2.4 billion dollars and a 10% annual revenue growth since uh, 2019 WWE chairman Vince McMahon noted it noted in the press conference given the incredible work that Ari and Endeavor have done to grow the UFC brand nearly doubling its revenue over the past seven years and the immense success we've already had in partnering with their team on a number of ventures I believe that this is without a doubt the best outcome for our shareholders and other stakeholders actually I think the best outcome Vince is that you just bugger off really um the new company will be well positioned to maximize the value of our combined media rights enhance sponsorship monetization develop new forums of content and pursue other strategic strategic mergers and acquisitions to further bolster our strong stable of brands i along with the current wwe management team look forward to working closely with arian endeavor and ufc teams to get business to the next level so Endeavour CEO our, our, uh, Ariel uh, Emmanuel added to this, this is a rare opportunity to create, to create a global live sports and entertainment pure play built of, for where the industry is headed. For decades, Vince and his team have demonstrated an incredible track record of, uh, of innovation and shareholder value creation. And we are confident that Endeavour can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing UFC and WWE together. So, um, Apparently, WWE were uh, doing a Zoom staff meeting and updating the talent backstage. Uh, so, uh, Nick Khan, should I say, uh, who's the C current CEO of WWE, uh, hosted the meeting um, with uh, CFO Frank Riddick and the Chief Human Resources Office, Suzette Ramirez-Carr, 
and WWE content uh, officer Triple H. Um, and apparently, the board directors unanimously voted to approve the transaction at the weekend. Riddick said the deal is signed, and they are preparing the uh, SEC and uh, regulatory filings, etc., uh, etc. Et and Triple H added that he could not be more excited about the move. And for those that tuned into Raw, which we will get onto it, but I will note this now: Triple H opened Raw with an announcement saying that WWE is going nowhere, um, that nothing is going to change, um, that it's exciting times. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, WWE is not owned by the McMahons anymore. It's, it's, no. it'll take a little bit of getting used to. It was, it, it, I was just expecting to, um, when, when we see Vince, yeah, um, now with his moustache, I'm just expecting who's going to be his Muttley, his Dustley and Muttley. All I was expecting oh. is someone to come out like if Shane McMahon didn't um, blow his quad like his dad did, um, we'd have heard and we'd have heard the dusty uh, the Muttley Darth. It, it's, what, what is with this? He has he got like shareholding in um, with his nine billion payout? Is he going to be buying into like um, a hair dyeing brand? Because wow, that is some awful hair dyeing. I, I kept it shaved after uh, WrestleMania twenty three, um, but yeah. I think this merge amazing. Are we going to have a, a, a change to the um, WWE Network? Like you guys addressed at one point, if Disney bought them, would it be onto that platform? Yeah. Will the WWE Network join with whatever UFC's on? We also look at the promotions of the sponsors. Prime, Logan Paul and KSI's brand, they're mm. one of the sponsors for UFC. Are we going to see, are we going to sing, see the wrestling ring now have sponsors branded onto it what are we going to see from it yeah it's only early days it's day two of it i don't feel we're really going to see a full the full expanse of it all just yet all i'm hoping for is that we don't get um a pay-per-view this year called brawl for all um <laughs> please don't please don't i i, but I would do you know what i honestly wouldn't it'd never be as bad as what brawl for all originally was in 98 in was it 98 yeah. no or 99? yeah definitely yeah but one thing I did see uh, someone put on um, social media, and I actually disagreed with it. I had even put a comment back. Um, I actually wouldn't mind wouldn't mind lion cage matches back. Like I love that. Bring that uh, bring that element in. Have it that you. I'm saying I'm using as a him, but a Conor McGregor versus someone. Uh, even like with your, you've got people there. You've got Riddle. You've got um, Bobby Lashley. You've got Brock Lesnar. You've got Shayna. You've got Ronda. These people are ex-UFC MMA talent, why not have them as part? Mm. Like, this whole thing, it works. Bring these people in. Have people, why not, bring brings up to it, that at, at the next UFC um, pay-per-view, pay you have the wrestler who's in a feud with this person sit at, at the cage side, almost like, make the presence known. We know The Undertaker's a massive fan. We know that the Street Profits are massive fans. We know that Braun Breaker's a massive fan. It, it, it's not been a quiet yeah. thing. They they are there. And vice versa, we've seen UFC fighters at ringside at, at, at wrestling yeah. events. And they, they're not... They had DC um, at ringside uh, on the, along the, um, the barrier behind the, um, what they call them, the commentators, at the NXT Sound Deliver. These people, like they, I'm, out of all the people they could have sold to, best person. And 21, uh, 21 mil, a billion it, it gross, like all mixed together, amazing. 
Like I, I personally, I, I see a bright future for this. To quote the old orange adverts, the future's bright, the future's orange. Uh, but well, it's, it's the, the future is uh, red and silver and black, because that's the two colours, and white, the, the colours of both brands. <laughs> uh, Conor McGregor's been having some fun with it, hasn't he? he straight away, he tweeted out a picture of him with, the Uf, with his UFC championship over one shoulder and the WWE championship over the other shoulder with uh, two eyes emoji. Um, I'm sure he'd be loving uh, playing around this. I think it's inevitable. Inevitable. We're going to see some kind of crossover at some point. We're going to, see, you know, and and so I'm all for it. If it's brilliant and entertaining, great. If the network is going to change, I personally would like Endeavor to do uh, a new streaming platform with just WWE and UFC content on. Yeah. That would be brilliant. That would be like a dream, you know, to have UFC included. Uh, on a streaming platform like WWE together because um, then I could get the best of both worlds on one platform because yeah. uh, I know Andy and I have spoke about too many different separate platforms streaming platforms uh, to get your fix on different promotions and whatnot yeah. which can get expensive and frustrating so we'll see what happens but Dana White uh, the UFC president uh, did say on this he said this company has been on fire for the last seven years and now that we will be adding wwe to the portfolio i'm excited to take this to another level vince is a savage in the wrestling space ari is a beast at what he does and then add what we at ufc bring to the table and there is no limit to what the company can accomplish in the next five years i mean that's just you know that, that's absolutely brilliant um what I want to bring is I'm going to play uh, two uh, voicemails. Uh, as I said, you can get in touch. Uh, and our good friend Francis Reyes um, shared with his thoughts uh, of WrestleMania as well as the Endeavour deal. So um, we're here from Fran now regarding Mania. Hi, it's Francis. Um, no, I want to say um, I really enjoyed night one of Mania. I think I enjoyed that more than night two. Um, to be honest... I think Cody losing one way is a step back for him, but I think I could see the redemption storyline there. You could have him like now, you have him lose, but you could see in about don't forget in about forty days he'll be one thousand days of champion. I could see Cody winning Money in the Bank in London and maybe cashing in at SummerSlam, and he could have him have his big um, win at SummerSlam instead of having a Mania, and I think that would mean more to. For the company, if he wins it around that time, because you could see that, and then you could see what happens next. Hi, it's Francis. So yeah, so Francis, uh, it makes a good point. I mean, we could we see uh, Cody win Money in the Bank? I think we potentially could. I think, um, you know, I think what we've got, we've got backlash, and then we've got a pay per view uh, in, uh, I believe, June. Uh, which should be before Money in the Bank. To see what they're doing with him, kind of there. One person who. Um, I'd be interested to see will be if they will be involved in the Money in the Bank uh, match, who I think could potentially capitalise on this, Gunther. Exactly. That's my, that's my uh, I'm going to go for the Royal Rumble thing, but I'm going for my pick at the um, Money in the Bank is Gunther. The, and especially in front of a British crowd who love him for his independent work, that factor of. And I would, in a way, a bit like um, Ricardo Rodriguez with that... Um, that other guy that I'm not going to mention because I don't like him. Um, but he used to announce it instead of the ring announcer. I'd love it. Gunter wins the uh, Money in the Bank tie, uh, the briefcase. He holds it and um, Kaiser is the one that announces. And you're Mr. Money in the Bank. 
Gunther. Literally, the whole place would erupt. That, that, oh, I'd love it if massive, massive he was going to cash it in and have Kaiser had come out and, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the ring general, Gunther is cashing in his yeah. money in the bank. I mean, the I, I think regardless, if Gunther was going to win money in the bank, no matter who uh, announces that it's going to happen, I think is the, the pop is going to go through the roof. Uh, because even though he's a heel and he gets booed, Gunther's over. Like, yeah. oh yeah, so no, over. No question about it. He's over. I actually would have loved to have seen. I know it might be. It would have been heel versus heel. I would have loved to see Gunther against Reigns. Yeah, and maybe have Gunther dethrone Reigns. But it, it, it is interesting on how, where they could go with this. Um, but Francis, thank you for that, Francis. Uh, we're going to play his. Reaction, what his thoughts on the WWE to Endeavor deal? Hi, it's Francis again. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the whole uh, merger between um, WWE and UFC while the company Endeavor buying it. Um, I think it's one of it'd be interesting to see. I want to see how the company's vision is, but the thing I'm more concerned about what's going to happen in the next six months, what will change, um, could be what's going to happen with Peacock, for example. Or are we going to see um, like sponsors like on the ring um, aprons and skirts like do with UFC? But it'd be interesting to see what vision they've got for company. If they've got like if you still keep it the way it is, it's good. But you could see what their plans for the company long term. You got your pledge that creative role, which I think would be all right. But the long it's been the long term. What's going to happen? Say in the next three to five years, will the company like and like endeavor? Or will it not? Only time will tell. I... Yeah, well, again, I think he, he pretty much, I think, also just alluded to exactly what you said about the sponsorships um, and that maybe on the, around the ring area. But it is a, it is a fantastic prospect, this, this deal. I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, I think it obviously helps Triple H saying that they're going nowhere. Not too much is going to change. Um, all I want, and I think... Everyone else with their co is it? We just want WWE to be the best it can be. Oh, yeah, ultimately, you know. And unfortunately, it always just seems to be that one person that seems to hold it back. Uh, you know, the you know, it always, I always say, do you, you remember back in 2002 when Vince did that awesome NWO promo? The the, the thing about uh, injecting WWE with a lethal dose of poison, I'm going to be the one to kill my creation. It's almost like he's hell bent on actually making that happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for real, he's uh, like Frankenstein but, trying to destroy his own monster. Yes, like, yeah. I, I, someone put a lovely tweet out about uh, not tweet, uh, a meme about the fact of it being called Endeavor. That, are they not? Are they going to now change the? Um, if someone's fired, are they not being featured in Endeavor because they're linked to Endeavor, and that's the future of it whole the business? Is it going to be called something else now? Which I thought was a lovely little joke. So no, it's interesting. I. I how I see it happening is is that it's going to be good. It's I, I personally think it's a good merge. It's going to, uh, to quote um, the Muckmans, especially to Triple H and Stephanie against uh, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, wrestle, for WrestleMania 30. It's what's best for business. Absolutely. I just want to point out something I've just that's come to my attention. Um, Someone's had a wallet create. I don't know if this is legit merch or not. Someone's posted the photo of a brown wallet um, engraved with Shane O'Mac's logo on the front. And on the back, blow your quad, not your cash. 
Oh my! Literally watching that match. Oh, well, I say match. I cringed at his landing. I knew instantly mm. he'd done something. And then we had the funniest slash worst people's elbow we've ever seen. We've ever seen from Snoop Dogg. But fair play to him because he, you could tell that he was like, okay, what's going on? And he clearly was ultimate being professional. Ultimate professional. Yeah. It was the fact that he was clearly by ringside and someone on the production team went to him, right, you need to get in and need to do something. Do it. And he probably, and he went into the ring. You saw him talk very quietly to me. So he clearly went, yeah, right, we're going to do this now. Let's do this spot. Boom. And now he's he's on WWE or on, online. He's now crowd counted as a winner at WrestleMania. Amazing. Snoop Dogg's a winner at WrestleMania. Who'd have, uh, who'd have thought you, you just got to love Snoop Dogg, haven't you? There's, the, the guy is so lovable. You know, he, he really he's, is. He's another one who loves the business. He's not just a fly-by-night fan. The reason why he's in the Hall of Fame is because he's in the Hall of Fame because he deserves it. But yeah. I mean, the guy, I mean, the guy's 51 years of age. He's... You know, he's obviously a massive fan. He's got his own replica ch- version of, cha- of a championship belt. Yeah. It's gold one as well. It's uh, he's in celebrities. Yeah, having the time of his life and that. And uh, it, it was it was, it was, was hilarious. But to be fair, if that's not official merch, that should be. You know, that reminds oh, yeah. me of the time when Cesaro had the teeth injury and then they did the Cesaro T-shirts, the Cesaro ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that, that that gold belt that he's had is being passed around more than Sonny in the 90s and 80s. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Captain controversial over here. For, for our younger audience, um, if your parents are wrestling fans from back in the day, ask them what that means. They might tell you. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, no um, um, that, that's yeah. that's brilliant. That's yeah, brilliant. So, um, if, if that's not official merch, that needs to be official yeah. merch because I want one. That is brilliant. Blow your quad, not your cash. That that's is great. great. That is great. Whoever come up with that marketing genius. Yeah, definitely. But we do uh, wish Shane Man a speedy recovery. Um, you know that was not you know after being away for two, uh, for for well over a year, just over a year um, to come back and. You know, because he had a great pop as well. Oh, yeah. Fans. Great to see Shane. Um, but Here yeah, comes it was the money is that one of those musics that used on not just WWE, it's used by different other things. And as soon as it hit, everyone just it automatically wants to do the Shane McMahon dance. It's like the Clinton dance from um, yes. what's it called Fresh Prince of LA. Everyone knows it. It's that swing of the arm or kicking the legs. It's amazing. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to go back to, uh, to Talking Point um, because we are going to um, discuss. Um, our um, the, the raw we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll end with uh, standard deliver shortly uh, because we need to time with with mania with raw. Um, wasn't a great show. We we had uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend the titles uh, against uh, Street Profits again. I was expecting maybe a split for the Street Profits uh, when Owens and Zayn won. Wasn't the case. Um, uh, so, so we had that. Um, I was expecting again, a beatdown. Well, I was expecting the birth of Hurt Business 2.0. They lose, and then suddenly, um, like different people come out to, with um, almost like MVP comes out and almost like, come on, guys. And then they all run to the ring. And then, then yeah. I feel because I feel like, are they going to, if they do that, I think they should build it almost like a faction war thing. You've got the LWO, the Hurt Business 2.0. The Judgment Day. Add some more people into Judgment Day. Add, I would love that to have a, some a Survivor Series later on this year, almost like 
War Games. Well, it was like that in '97 when we had uh, we had the Nation, we had we had Nation, we had DX, we had Disciples of Apocalypse, we had Lost Body Quas. Yeah. Uh, those were another one, and it was that that was that uh, Gang Rules was the uh, sort of the subheading for Survivor Series '97, wasn't it? Really, yeah. uh, we we had a lot of that, didn't we? Um, back then, and it's been a long time since we've had um, multiple factions. Um, we need you them know, back. It's great because it adds into the whole. Who's carrying yeah. all the belts? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? It also gives the perfect opportunity for an up and comer to show be showcased. The happened with the Rock in Nation when people just couldn't get behind the Rocky My Veer uh, deal. Randy Orton with Evolution. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, Rocky My Veer and then Randy Orton are the two ones that automatically come to mind when you see someone who had this mere gimmick or not so great like start. Who then got put in a faction, and then look at them now. You've got one of the biggest names in movie wrestling, the entertainment business. If someone says Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Dwayne Johnson, they think of the Rock. If they think of the Rock, they think of Dwayne Johnson. They think yeah. of all the different franchise stuff. Randy Orton, he is. He went from being the legend killer to the legend. He is out of nowhere, almost out of nowhere. But thanks to the evolution. I mean, you could also not not in the same, entirely in the same way, but almost with Triple H because it, when Triple H was paired with Shawn Michaels and they created DX, and then once Shawn left, went out uh, after WrestleMania 14, and Triple H took over DX and then added X Park and then the New Age Outlaws to it, uh, and that it also you know was the making of the the proper career of Triple H from then on, wasn't it? It, it? To push him gradually over time. He went from DX to being in the corporation to then, you know, developing the game gimmick and then becoming eventually the Triple H that he, he was. Yeah, well, um, there's a documentary. Um, there's a, a, a documentary of um, Triple H and it says in that about how he started off as terrorising and how the, mm. the building up and building up and building up and then... Jean-Pierre from... Levesque. <laughs> that was yeah. my favourite. And he was yeah. like, I couldn't, can't even speak in a French accent. He's like, I'm not even yeah. French. But then he's like, he comes out in horse riding gear, and then down the line, he's then there in like the the, the trunks. It's, it's the progression, and all these wrestlers. When you see you go back through their career, like even look at Batista, how he was the the the, the, the Leviathan or something Leviathan. like that. Yeah, in, Leviathan. Um, OVW and this bold with a chain around his neck, looking like he's coming out of water. He was then. Um, Brother Dudley's um, brother D, uh, no, Father D Deacon Batista. Deacon yeah. Yeah, Batista. Yeah, Deacon's the right man. And it's just a progression. And it's, this is the thing. This is where they would be amazing to have these factions where they build someone up, bring them from NXT, yeah. where they're good, but they're not wow. And then they become the wow factor because they are either the lead or something like that. So look at Rhea Ripley in um, Judgment Day. In a way, you can well, look at it that we way. said earlier about Dom, didn't we? About yeah. it done him the world of good. So, yeah. But no, like, I, I think the thing with that with Raw, it was Raw, it felt that bit. I was thinking, like, going back to the whole the showcases matches, I was like, oh, they could have really played on the fact that, oh, they won the showcase, so they got this opportunity now. Like, yeah. But they didn't. They it was almost no. like, we're coming, coming out to praise you, and we're going to raise our glass to you. But I was a bit like, it's two face teams going against each other. I like face and heel, going old school and being a smart, but that's me for you. <laughs> but I mean, what one team that did earn a uh, tag team opportunity um, was uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, they ended up facing Damage Control's uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. 
Um, they will face against uh, the tag champs, Becky Lynch and Lita, next week on Raw. Um, we're also getting... Um, <laughs> well, we're... we're <laughs> Mania after Raw is usually synonymous with debuts, big returns. I feel that the last couple have been very, very... They've not lived up to the hype that the reputation that Raw after Mania has become synonymous with. Last year, for definite, that, that was the case. I felt that again last night. The only real return we got was Riddle, which was one of the most underwhelming thing. And, I mean, I don't dislike riddle as a person or anything like that. i've never no. met a person and i just don't get the riddle hype same I, you know i just don't well he, he he gets on the mic and he goes did you miss me and i i actually said back to the, the screen i was watching i went no no i didn't <laughs> i was like I, did, I did miss you i agree with what you guys were saying the week if out of the two rk bro guys i want to say i missed would be randy orton i didn't oh, miss I, I didn't miss riddle you. like and I felt like I felt the whole of the raw. It was full of recaps. It could have been a two-hour show. You just filled time. Yeah. And there's reports of fans in the audience filming Seth Rollins in the ad break, being told by production staff and getting almost angry that he's being told stuff right there, and they had to change his the like, yeah. stuff on the fly. Yeah. And the fact that I felt best to describe it, it felt tired. It felt, it felt like a Vince show. And that's what, that's what the noise is. Apparently, Vince was in control. Of it, yeah. You could tell. It was back to the old days. Rick, I want Triple H, Michael Hayes, uh, Jason Jordan, Jamie Nova, G. Williams, um, oh, Played Abyss, um, Thingy Parks. Oh, um, Joseph Parks. Joseph Parks. Have yeah. the guys do the producing. Don't have Vince. Yeah. Don't have... Darcy or Darcy and Muttley doing the, the, the booking. I'm sorry. We don't need that moustache involved. He's the only moustache I want to see again. If he was ever doing it, he doesn't need to. But the Dustin Cody Rhodes, that's the only person in all Rick Rude. They're the only people who need a moustache in wrestling. Like, uh, but... The only, the only, the only moustache that counts these days is Rick Boogs. <laughs> With his yeah. Freddie Mercury moustache. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so Riddle's back. Yay. Um, you know, happy for those who... who genuinely care um we uh i mean there, there isn't really that much noteworthy which is which is a shame no. um we also got uh rear ripley um had a bit of a face down a showdown with bianca belair uh bianca accused rear of basically ducking her um by going after charlotte and uh rear was pretty much saying you know uh, you're only still champ because i chose charlotte you yeah. know um and Rhea basically saying, see you down the road. So it'd be interesting to see if there's going to be maybe a championship title unification uh, between these two um, at some point down uh, down the line. But I don't know who else is going to take the title off of Bianca Belair. I can't even see who's going to take the title off of Rhea. Yeah, honestly, how I would put it, quite bluntly, have it that who they need to go head to head and they need to be a unification. And at that point, they need to really, I, I personally think it's best for business. You hate to, hate to quote that saying again. Mm. We need just single title. We need to, one title for both things because mm -hmm. more people go for it. Yeah. Same with the tag titles. They need to unify them. We need the same with the universal and the heavyweight title. Unify them. Have it that there is only, so you'd have the women's tag team, the women's title, 
the US, the IT, or IC, I mean, and then the tag team and the main So That's six titles. You don't need any more because no. it's no. getting too much. It's like, the, it's what pe people, like, I fully admit, I'm more of a WWE mark than I am an AEW mark, but people keep saying, well, AEW, they're getting more, more and more titles. They don't need any more and more titles. Well, you could say the same thing WWE. You don't need all these titles. Um, the only title I see if they ever wanted to do it is bring out a mid, I hate the saying, but a mid-card title for the women. Like, have an IC or US title for the women. Like, yeah. at one point, some people said that's what they should have done with a 24-7 um, championship. Have Nikki Cross win it, and you know that whole time that she then dropped it in the trash. Don't drop it in the trash. Have it her change it. She says, well, no, I'm going to change it now. This is going to be this title. And going also slightly on titles, a lot of people are saying, with Gunter now being the IC title holder, he should get to a certain point. Some, some people are even saying he should beat Bruno San Martino, not Bruno, uh, Honky Tonk's record, and then change it to the European title and bring back yeah. the European title. Personally, I, I'm a massive fan. It's one of my favourite uh, titles of history, the yeah, um, Europe title. But no. We don't a European championship now make, would make more sense now than what it ever did because it's more there's there's so much more European talent in the company now, um, so that would make sense. I mean, this is a debate which I'm hoping because I've had it planned for the past couple of shows, but we've not had the time uh, 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 and the opening to do it. But Andy and I, uh, maybe yourself, if you join us, or whoever's going to join us, um, one of the debate topics is: uh, Are championship titles still pre prestigious, or are they just you know? Uh, point basically just props now. Uh, and, oh, no, and no, I, so for me, they're still, they're still, they still have a place in wrestling very much so. And I'll, oh, I'll oh, absolutely, that, it's I? just you know, but are they as prestigious still? Yeah. That's the thing. So we'll we'll we'll, just, we'll we'll debate that. Um, right, we're gonna go into um, we're gonna go through these a bit quicker. Um, NXT Stand and Deliver that took place on Friday. Um, now uh, let's start off Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. Uh, for those that remember, Johnny Gargano's last appearance before all of the, this storyline was when he basically was leaving the company before he re-signed. Uh, he was saying goodbye to NXT. Grayson Waller attacked him and he didn't get to go right off into the sunset of his own accord. Um, Shawn Michaels was challenged by Grayson Waller, rejected it because he's retired, but he was replaced by Johnny Gargano. Gargano picking up the win... Um, Andy went with Grayson Waller. I went with Johnny Gargano. This was a difficult one to call because you know that NXT are pu pushing Grayson Waller. We know that. Um, but for Johnny Gargano, it was redemption. And not only that, but it would have been, I think, a little bit strange to have someone from Raw go to NXT, then lose, then go up and, and appear back on Raw. So um, I went with Johnny Gargano and he went with Grayson Waller. Um, that was, it was an enjoyable match. Uh, yeah. These two. I loved, absolutely <laughs> loved, my favourite spot in the whole match was the uh, coast to coast by Grayson Waller onto the um, downed um, uh, Gargano in the trash can. Loved that. The whole match was brilliant. Um, I, I actually was watching live um, on Instagram Grayson Waller's entrance because he was actually live on Instagram at the time, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And I'd seen there was uh, there was voices out or saying already he's going to do that, so I deliberately kept an eye out for it. Uh, brilliant! Uh, and the moment when he dropped, he puts his phone down in the ring, and then you see a production guy grab it and quickly like quick shine to the thing. Um, lovely to see back to the entire stuff, but um, 
Grace, uh, Gargano's attire was a tip of the hat to all of his storylines and stuff like that in um, in his days in NXT. Um, brilliant match. I said in the I, I was I was listening live last week and I put into the chat room that I felt that it would hurt Grayson Waller to lose after watching the match. I don't think it does. If anything, no. it solidifies how good he is. And I remember him back in the Indies in Australia and in, and around the world when he was Matty Wahlberg. Um, incredible then, and he's incredible now as Grayson Waller and the Grayson Waller effect. When that man, that young man, comes up to the main roster, only one place in my view, and that is SmackDown. And he will be money on that brand. He'll be superb. Um, also, I could happily see him be if they talk about factions, being in a faction with him is he's got that egotistical, like, like pain in the rear ends type of guy. Uh, but no, uh, Matt's got a solid seven out of ten for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing. That's exactly what I scored it. Um, as well, I mean, another person that I think is a, a prepared to be on the uh, debuting on the main roster soon is Cameron Grimes. Um, now, I know we've had the Raw after Mania. Obviously, we've got the second part, which is SmackDown after Mania. Uh, it, that could happen on there. Uh, yeah. We may get a debut or something on, on, on there as well. That's the I thing think now. we'll have more. I think we'll have more after on SmackDown than we will have on Raw. Quite possibly. Um, so then next up was the NXT North American Championship being defended uh, by Wesley in a fatal five-way ladder match. Uh, Wesley defending against JD McDonough, Dragon Lee, Axiom and Ilya Dragunov. What a brilliant match this was. Uh, off the effing chain. Barn um, burner. Barn burner. Absolute, as Seamus would say, banger after banger. Uh, because that's exactly what it was. Um, Andy and I both got this wrong. I went with JD McDonough on the basis of NXT have been really pushing JD McDonough um, past six months, months or so. Yeah, and he went with Dragon Lee. Um, and it turned out to be um, Wesley retaining again. You know, to be fair, props to him since he's been, a, he was forced into being a singles competitor. Yeah. Uh, as really, really impressed. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, in his entrance, they said from he went from a rascal, so mentioning something that's not WWE, uh, to the cardiac kid. Um, and oh, it was they were, they were saying about how the how in the match about how he's progressing and that lot. And the one that made me really laugh was at one point. Booker T kept on saying, Lee, where there was two Lees in the, the ring at the same time. And I was a bit like, which Lee are you talking about? You're talking about Wes, are you talking about Dragon? I got very confused at points, but I, I, no offence to him, but at points, I think I think even um, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack, Mr. Booker T himself, Mr. Five Time, Five Time, Five Time, Five Time, Five Time, um, like world champion, man, he would, he got confused himself. And I think that's the problem. He was, he was getting confused about his own stuff. And I think you could tell it, he was being told off in the ear because at one point he then was mid saying something and then went quiet. And it was like, um, hello, hello. And Vic Joseph always had to pick up and go, um, okay, so Carol, I'm not going to carry on speaking because uh, apparently Booker doesn't want to. <laughs> it was at that moment. It was, uh, <laughs> but no, it was yeah. a, a barn burner of a match. Um, there's a match later on that we'll talk about, uh, that we'll talk about that I felt was, even more of a barn burner and my favorite, my third favorite match the whole weekend. Uh, we'll get on to that in a minute. I have a love hate relationship with Booker on commentary. 
he's not he, he's terrible but he's also brilliantly bad uh, that's that's what that's why uh, how i feel about uh booker's commentary but yeah um for me that was i gave that a, a solid 9.5 that match nice. um absolutely brilliant uh the nxt women's tag team championship match uh also was um a ladder match now this was supposed to be to crown a new NXT champ, uh, women's champion because uh, Rox, Roxanne Perez um, was originally unable to compete. She proved that she proved, should I say, that she was able to compete. So she was inserted back into the match as uh, defending champion uh, against Fallon Henley. Uh, sorry, against um, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, uh, Lyra Valkyria, and Indy Hartwell. Um, I went with Zoe Stark reluctantly. I can't stand Zoe Stark, um, but I just felt that they were pushing her a little bit. Uh, whereas um, Andy went with someone who I kind of would have loved to have seen win it, was Gigi Dolan, because love Gigi Dolan. But the actual winner, very, very long overdue and well-deserved, and I'm so, so happy. Indy Hartwell. Uh, and we got helping hand from her husband, Dexter <laughs> Lutin, in Dharma massive i'm a massive fan of index, index. Love, love index especially when he appears between her like underneath between the legs like that, with a with a thumbs up like that and then picks her up and helps her scale the ladder to win the title that was brilliant i mean it was a really good match as well but that the way the the, the match ended um uh, and the winner indy hartwell who i think a lot of people are such right. <laughs> sorry I got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted, I, I thought, and I wanted <coughs> to win. She deserves it. Um, like I said on the on the, uh, the chat room last week, she either won it or got called up to the main roster. She yeah. deserves it. This girl proves her craft. She is like Bad Bunny. She's like other people. She has, if she can, she is in that training place. She's in the performance center every single day. And sometimes she's not even in there for herself. She's in there for other wrestlers. She's in yes. there helping the new guys starting. Um, uh, quite a few uh, the new girls have actually been very open about the fact that she's helped them. Um, but also a lovely video has come out of, on um, social media of Candice LeRae backstage after this match and she's in tears the fact that Indy's won she you can't she you can see she can't hold back her emotions she is in floods of tears she's so happy she's so elated the fact that her her friend at the end of the day has finally been given what she deserves um that girl i can imagine being a long-term um title and i would love it to see her hold the title quite a long time and if not at least hold it till the um nxt pay-per-view before SummerSlam. i think that's yeah i do yeah, I mean, because I think, it, you know, she's got to be close to a call-up. I mean, especially considering the rest of them are on Raw. Um, I did love at the end of the um, the Gargano-Waller uh, match where we had basically the way, uh, minus Austin Theory there, Candice, Johnny, Dexter, Indy, all there with their arms raised. I love to see that. Um, because let's face it, that was that, that whole the way like family unit type storyline where it was like Johnny and Candice were almost like the surrogate parents of Indy yeah. and you know and the whole storyline and, and was one of the most entertaining brilliant things they ever did especially I mean their wedding episode where uh, Index got married uh, yeah. and we heard Dexter speak for the first time and 
all that was was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I, I'm absolutely over the moon for her. I really, really am. Um, let's stick with women. Let's go to the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Defending champions Fallon Henley and Kiana James defending against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Um, I mean, yeah, Andy and I both called this Alba and Isla to win. I think this was going to go only one way. Um, I'm still intrigued, actually, to see how this relationship with Kiana James and them continue. Because yeah. um, I think, uh, you know, Fallon was hoping to catch Kiana out on something and thinking she's hiding something. I like the fact that they're continuing this a little bit longer, so we'll see how deep they go into this. Um, again, I mean, it wasn't a great match. It, it was relatively dominant. I mean, it, it was what we expected it to be, it, yeah. from my view. I think it, it was what it was. Um, but Alba and Isla are going to be very difficult opponents to dethrone as women's They'll be champion. so hard. They, they, they are superb. I think they're going to be long runners. Almost like we could see them still holding the tag team titles at next year's Mania. Um, and then lose them and then come up to the main roster. Um those two girls I've seen on Independent in England, and by golly, um, that's the most politest family way of saying it. Um, Kaylee Ray, either or otherwise known as Alba Fire, she can take anyone. She is hard hitting. Oh, um, yeah. And same with uh, Isla Dawn, both of them superb. Um, can only see wonders happen for them. But yeah, no, that a really, really good match. Um, it, it did what it needed. It needed to do. Well, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the best, but it was very good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of Isla Dawn. Uh, I love the gimmick. I love the look. Um, I agree with you on Kaylee Ray, aka Alba Fire. I know a lot of people were upset and annoyed that when they put her with Isla because they were like, "Well, hold on a minute." I, we, we all thought she was going to be the next NXT Women's Champion. You know, they, they thought it was going to be odds on that that was going to be the case. Um, but but it wasn't. Um, so yeah, that that was uh, that was enjoyable. So we'll see how things go with them. Uh, we'll move on to the eight-person mixed tag team match: Chase University and Tyler Bate versus Schism. Um, okay, so Andy and I both went with Schism on this one. We were actually surprised that Tyler Bate and Chase U actually won this match. Same. Um, I, it, it looks like that's the last appearance of Schism as the group as. Um, we now know that uh... well, it, it it is because um, we've now seen that both um, yeah. Zach uh, Gibson and James Drake, otherwise Drake. known as the the uh, Rip, I can't I can't what they're, what they're, Di- they're known as Dyad in the tag team. Yeah, um, they they have been granted their release. Um, yes, and really quick as well because they, they they were granted it literally. I think it was hours after they actually yeah. requested. It clearly um, shows they had no story. They had no creative ready for them. No. Um, and I think it's the, the respect value. I think the factor of those can see that they haven't got any ideas for them. So let's not try and hold out any longer. Um, I really want, I want Joe Gacy to be brought up to the main roster. I loved him in independent stuff. Yeah. Um, especially in an Evolve. The guy was in a um, faction with Eddie Kingston. Like this guy deserves more than he has been given. It's so good to I see know him back he in his was, old attire, though. <laughs> he was no, he was one name that a lot of people um, suggested to be in the Wyatt Six. Yes, um, and I think that should still be the case because he needs to do something significant now. Um, now that they appear to be, by the looks of it, unless he ends up recruiting new members, this mm-hmm. might be the end of schism. I mean, the other thing as well is uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson's daughter Ava Rain. 
she, she it was her ring ring debut. What do they do with her? Because surely she's not quite ready to. She's seen you know in the nicest possible way, but respect out of who her father is, but also respect out for her. She deserves more time in NXT. She yes. If you if you bring her up, is she just going to be the valet? Is she going to be that? No, she did. She needs to be given more time. She needs to be almost put in a tag team with another woman. Um, and we go for, go for the women's title, the NXT tag team titles. Build her up that way. That's how she's going to get across. I I think she put in a really good performance. Um, I, I think with them now disbanding in a way because the two guys have gone. Um, yeah. I, I honestly feel if there's anyone that's a, Chase you winning is brilliant because I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of all four of them. And obviously Tyler Bates was kind of joined in on it, but it was amazing to see that. Um, big fan of Tyler Bates. Um, I still got it that Trent Seven went, I think. Yeah. Mustache um, Martin was a main roster, amazing tag team, uh, WrestleMania-worthy tag team. But unfortunately, I'd love to see uh, a match. I'd love to see um, on just main roster was Viking Raiders versus Mustache Mountain. That would have been an absolute barn burner of a match. But we didn't get ever get I was just—I still remember being at the Royal Albert Hall and watching Mustache Mountain beat um, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roderick oh, Strong. So jealous! That—that—that so oh, that, that, was—that was amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and that's the thing—is you know, I mean, I, I don't know what Trent Seven's going to do longevity-wise. We know he's appeared in AEW and he's been doing some indies and that, but uh, you would like to think that. We may get a reunion at some point. Uh, fingers fingers crossed. crossed. Um, but uh, moving on to the NXT tag, men's tag team championship triple threat tag match: um, Gallus, the defending champions, versus Creed Brothers versus D'Angelo family. Um, Third favorite match of the, the whole weekend. Yeah, um, one point five out of ten. Simply amazing, and the ending to this match. One of my favorite. I'm a I'm a massive Joe Coffee mark. Literally, always have been. This man deserves more than he is getting. I know he's had some time off and that lot. To see him return and how that how that match ended and Gallus with the win, simply incredible. Yeah. Um, and, like and the hype on Instagram that he's been playing, the fact that he's been almost banned, he's too bad to be put on the roster because he's so dangerous. Um, to then see him suddenly turn up and he's there in his. Um, Stone Island jacket and Adidas trainer, uh, Pumas, I think it was trainers and like jeans and a hoodie and just pull um, slacks out of the ring. But this match, there is one person who is the all 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 out, all out best wrestler in this match, and that is Stacks. He did some things in this match was simply amazing. Kudos to the young man. I can't remember his um, his original name, but he. He deserves everything. He he did indies and that lot, and really wasn't getting loads. Then he was put with some other. Uh, I think it was two dimes and that lot. Um, mm. Someone who then was then dropped by WWE for certain reasons. Then has been seen seen on dark so many times on AEW. So to see him really progress and be the underboss, um, oh, love it, absolutely love it. This was yeah, the best I mean, and Andy and I both went with Gallus, um, and we were correct. Uh, Gallus, f uh, for me, too soon to drop the titles, the tag titles. Uh, was expecting uh, it, some serious interference from uh, Pretty Deadly, uh, yeah, boy. Um, two guys I actually absolutely love. Uh, I was, I've said uh, 
you know, I've worked with um, uh, Sam for a long time, who, who's Kit Wilson. Um, you know, I, th- I enjoyed I enjoy what they're doing over there. Um, I've got I'd love words to see, love to see a continuous program between Gallus and Pretty Deadly um, for a little bit. No. That's that's what I like. So for me, uh, Pretty Pretty Deadly have two words, and they're not yeah boy. It is main roster. They deserve oh, uh, it. Without a doubt, that's going to happen. But this week, without I want them to come out on SmackDown. I'd love them to come out on uh, SmackDown. Oh, a simp- if I, I, if only if if yeah. that happens, then. Then be versus Imperium boys and the tag team match. Oh, well, they showed against and, uh, against New Day against Kofi and Xavier yeah. um, that they can hang with with uh, with those guys. So, Definitely. I mean, watch this space. I mean, we may get that. Fingers crossed. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, well, we'll go on to uh, the, the final match, um, the NXT Championship match. Bron Breaker defending the NXT Championship against Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Andy went with Bron to retain. I went with Carmelo. Uh, Carmelo did win. Um, not sure Carmelo knew how it was going down at the end. I don't think he was aware of uh, the assist that he had. Um, I don't think be he was all there. Bless yeah, I, I, I think uh, on NXT tonight to find out exactly what went on down there. Um, but it was, it, yeah, it was a really good match. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Carmelo's a star in the oh, making, yeah. anyway, with, without a doubt. Um, and his and, T-shirt to the ring, where it was a, a almost a piss take on the Eminem's album with um, Machine Gun Kelly's face um, mm. with the X over the eyes. Instead, it was Braun Breaker's thing, and I loved. And then the, yeah. the whole of his entrance was amazing with Trick Williams doing that with the the um, basketball tops up top. Oh, just the whole thing. And then Braun Breaker. But I agree with I think you. I think I can't remember what he said about it, but the fact of when he come when Braun Breaker comes up to the main roster, he needs to change his attire. He can't be yes. in those. Yeah. 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 Really I, I do especially hope. with what's happened about his dad this weekend. You need to change your gimmick. Not change your gimmick, but change your look. Give yeah. Go to a different style. I, I was just about to say, uh, I mean, he may or may not show up on SmackDown, but I would hate to think that his call-up has been uh, postponed because of what his dad's done. If yeah. they've turned around and said, let's delay it for a little bit, just, be, you know, till the heat with the his heat dad going which I can understand, but I think that's very harsh. It's the same thing with like David Benoit. You know, um, he gets a lot of heat and stick because of what his father did. You know, and things like. That. And I think it's very unfair to tar them to with the same brush. I, I don't think that's that's fair. Um, so hopefully we'll see Bron Breaker uh, come up uh, very very soon. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's stand and deliver, and the results are in. And in the prediction league. Uh, going into this weekend, Andy was, I think, on 16. I was on 15. Yeah. And now Andy's on 26 and I'm on 28. So I'm finally in the lead. Uh, and I don't intend on surrendering that lead anytime soon, Mr. Evans. So uh, he likes to remind me he's going to be my boss at your beloved Pro Wrestle Dorset. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens <laughs> when you. You see what happens when you can't speak, Andy. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, no, I just want to give a shout out um, to our sponsors at Wrestle Merch Central. Uh, head off over to there for some absolutely brilliant wrestling merch of all types. If you want to get your WWE fix, you can do there as well. Um, great shout out. Thank you for your continued support. 
um, as always, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's been a very long show. It's been uh, two hours, two hours and 40. 40. Yeah, two hours, 40 minutes. Um, obviously, our shows are not usually this long, but uh, we appreciate those of you that have stuck with us uh, throughout the duration of tonight's show. There was a lot to get through. Um, and I wanted to give Sam the chance to give his views uh, over properly as opposed to him just, you know, just nodding and agreeing or disagreeing quickly with running through everything really quickly because yeah. you deserve more, guys. So, um, yeah, so Pro Wrestle Dorset, um, just a quick outlay of what people can be ex expecting, maybe in terms of upcoming announcements and so uh, what's going on at the moment. Yeah, so uh, in the coming months, uh, you'll see via our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, we are Pro Wrestle Dorset. Uh, on Twitter, because it's only a certain amount of letters in the, the title, here we are Pro Res, uh, Pro Res Dorset, so P-R-O-W-R-E-S Dorset. Um, we are um, hopefully going to be the future, or not, not hopefully we are going to be the future of uh, wrestling in Dorset. Um, we fully respect there's other uh, companies out there, but we are going to have some hard-hitting matches announced. Um, and I mean some big fellas, but also some real high flyers. There's going to be a real mixture. Um, people, but, but we are, yes, we're in Dorset, but it's not just Dorset's wrestlers. We're having people from around the country. Me as the CEO and the owner and head of Pro Wrestle Dorset, I have been a fan of quite a lot of wrestlers through the years who I feel that haven't been given the dues they deserve and they the stage that they should deserve uh, to be on. We are going to be announcing where we're going to be uh, on the 4th of November because we've said our first show is on 4th of November, but we haven't said where, so watch out for that. We're also, we've got, uh, I've obviously, with the social media on Instagram, I've announced who we have on our roster. Or have I? Have we announced everyone? There is some Not big, yet. big, yeah. We're going to have some people on there. We're soon we're going to announce um, Stefan's on the, uh, on the commentary team. We've got a three-man commentary booth. We're going to have uh, just, just so much we're going to announce. We've announced the fact we've got Andy as our chief marketing officer. We've also got Lee as our chief brand officer. Um, also, we'll have some more announcements come along the way. Yes, it's in November. Yes, it's a, a little way off. But we like to hype things up and keep people reeling. Trust me, when you guys finally get the full product on the 4th of November, it is the day before fireworks day. But that show is going to go out with a bang. It's going to be a oh. barn burner, banger of a first show. Oh. And that's only the start of Pro Wrestling Dorset. In the future, we're going to have tag team tournaments. We're going to have a, a trophy that we'll announce soon about what more about it. We've, we're in the process of working for our, about our title. All these different things. Just keep an eye out on our socials. And and I'm, I'm I know I'm I'm going to be coming back on the show at some point to talk more about it. And I'm sure you. I'm sure down the line between now and November we'll have some uh, if we can get some of the wrestlers to come and talk to you guys and listen in. We love the Square Circle Wrestling uh, podcast and and vice versa. Um, we want you guys to really be involved and listening. And if you want to, give us a follow. Give us a message. Like, oh, we're, we're, we're buzzing for it, literally. Goosebumps on top of goosebumps on top of goosebumps. Like, literally, we are the future of wrestling in Dorset. Ah, oh, what, what else is there to say? I have to say, one announcement that I'm excited to, because uh, I, I love the guy to be, is uh, Goff Daddy Zander is going to be, it has already been announced as part of the ro ro uh, roster. Uh, 
I've worked shows with him um, that he's been on. I love Goff Daddy. Uh, so it's going to be great to see him as well. Some great names already. Uh, Andy's doing this and doing that and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. What's not to love? Um, so, yeah, it may be in November, as you said. So there's no excuse. You know the date well in advance. And that, so you stick with us. We will tell you when it's going to be, like where it's going to be, when tickets are going to go and sell, who else is going to be a part uh, of the uh, the inaugural show. And that I can't, I'm excited and we're only in April. So um, brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I want to give uh, a shout out as well. UKPW, United Kingdom Pro Wrestling, uh, has a free show uh, this coming uh, Good Friday at the Gillingham High Street area where they were, where we were last year. I should be there in attendance, probably on my commentary duties, or shall I? Um, <laughs> I may be there. Someone else might be there. I don't know what's happening yet because it's the wrestling business. So we'll, we'll see what happens there as well. And we've also got Elite Wrestling Entertainment, my other promotion, um, is going to be uh, at the Bedford in Ballam, as always, on the 1st of May, uh, finally, where we're going to see Bullet to the One Man Armory, the EWE World Heavyweight Champion, or should I just say the EWE Champion, as, it, as he's calling it now, finally going up against Arcadius, his brother, f- with the title on the, the line, and so many more matches. And I should say the UKPW uh, Championship will be defended on Friday as the Wolf of Brawl Street, Alexander Roth, himself will be defending against Theodore Powers and Ooh. these and wrestle multiple times this match and it's a freebie for all of you is not to be missed I guarantee that so with that said again thank you to WrestleMate Central thank you to all of you uh, who have sent in your messages that have got involved that have tuned in for us uh, for this near one three hours and Sam uh, it's been great to have you. Uh, you've been a wonderful co-host with me, uh, filling in for Andy uh, this evening. Really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to do it again. And yeah, to definitely. See you. definitely. Uh, I think where your name is on screen, I think we're going to put a little moniker now. You are now known as Samuel the Attire Mellows. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that one soon. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, Andy should hopefully be back next week. Uh, we will be back, hopefully, with another live show. If not, uh, we will let you know, and it might just be a pre-recorded podcast for all of you. So until then, we will see you then. From myself, Stefan, and from Sam, we will see you next week. Take care. Take care, guys. Remember I was a hero. Yeah. I'd wear your heart like a symbol.
charge your best with me, I know 